Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Okay. Sorry. Let's try this again. Take two. Where is the take three? Two. I saw that video. I saw what you were saying, Kevin. <laughs> All right. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And we got our good friend, Rob McClellan, the Obi-Wan of Heli Setups. Hey, everybody. How are you? Obi-Wan. Yes. Yes. And you know, I've heard I've I've heard from folks, oh you didn't meet Rob, you haven't met Rob before? Oh yeah, he's the Obi Wan of Hellies. And I was like, Okay, cool, cool. And then I got to know you and you sure are. You really are, man. You've you've That's uh yeah many years so. of experience messing things up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Obi Wan. That's yeah. a name I haven't heard in a long time. I, I I laughed hysterically when I first heard that. It was uh it was very unique. <laughs> it's true awesome. though man it really is yeah, it really is and if you haven't met rob uh you know maybe a little bit from the show and any of the fun flights he goes to you definitely got to go meet him so this is episode number 63 nitro tuning and collective pitch tuning with rob all right Ooh. so let's first get to know rob because not all our listeners will know who rob mcclellan is so rob how long have you been in the hobby forever <laughs> oh gosh um airplanes and helicopters started in 1982 wow and, i was uh, three years old for three years old i was a sophomore in high school and uh i walked into a place called carl's hobby center in uh randolph new jersey and there was a helicopter flying hanging in there so and i was like that's cool i was nice. like i got it I got to get one of those. Carl's, huh? I don't remember that. In Randolph. Carl's, right in Randolph, right down by the Randolph Diner on Route 10. Oh, okay. So, oh, so uh, John and Pat Goldman own that. Nice people. And uh, it was a cricket. It was a GMD cricket. Uh, that was it, man. Hook, line, and sinker. I bought that. and Oh, let's see. It took me about two years to get it flying. So I could not get that thing to fly. Wow, dude. Wow. I was expecting you to say... Uh, RC car, RC ten. Um, no, <laughs> right? You know, it's it's. I did the car thing years before that, as you know, little kid, five, six year old kid. But um, never, never before I started flying. After I flew, we got into some racing of uh, some Mugen stuff and all that. But uh, that was years later. But it started with the uh, with the heli. So. Wow! Yeah, right into amazing. flight. Wow, nice. It, yeah, I you know fixed pitch, OS twenty eight. Actually, no, it wasn't even twenty eight. It was an OS twenty five with that heat sink that slid over the head, so it would cool the head of the engine, and it it just you couldn't keep it running. You, it it was horrible. Wait a minute, like, it was a fixed pitch nitro. Fixed pitch nitro. Wow. Yep. So and there was nobody to help. <laughs> no, there was nobody to ask any like questions. Uh... Nothing. Wow, was, I didn't uh, think that they even made that. Yeah, Robert Robert Gorham uh, kitted that for the longest time, and then I think they came out with uh, they came out with a collective pitch version too. But I did not get that. I stayed uh, I stayed away from that one. So but, uh, it was it was painful. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was about to say, you know, Kevin, you have experience with a fixed pitch heli too. Yeah, it runs still a have. slightly smaller motor, but which, and which nitro. One, which, which one did you have? <laughs> 
Oh, when oh. he was a kid, that old uh, Cox .049 little yeah. free flight heli. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We could never get that thing going. This was just a nightmare. You know you know what we did to try to get the motor going and running and moving around? I tied it. You know the base of a, um, a shop vac has got the four casters on it? Right. We, okay. t- we tied the helicopter to that, and I could get it running enough where if I gave it like a full cyclic move, it would start to drag that. And you could kind of feel what the helicopter was going to do, but it was, it was, it was terrible. Uh, <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> yeah. But I mean, that was what we had at the time. Yeah. Cool. Just trying to find somebody that had any kind of advice was impossible. Nothing on internet. Oh, there was really no internet. Yeah. Really nothing so, <laughs> nothing that, you know. not like the internet we know now of today, <sighs> but, but you know what? It, it got the, it gave me that bug, and uh, I stayed with it, never stopped. Just kept going. Oh, nice. So, do you fly just helis, or do you also fly uh, planes and multi rotors? Oh no, I've got it all. So we uh, we fly anything from little foamies up to some forty percent uh, aircraft. And, uh, I've got a couple of quads and hex poppers that I built myself. I've got Sweet. a coma that I fly. Um, Played around with the race thing for a little bit, but I'm so bad at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I'm like terrible at. Yeah, I was like, nah. So, uh, passed on. So, that. what do you have in your fleet then? Why don't you go down the? Well, where do you want to start? Wherever you want to go, you want to do helis, planes, motors, or whatever. Don't matter. A Forza, a Forza 450. Got a Logo 400 SE, a Logo 500 SE. 700 Extreme, two Synergy N7s. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Two Synergy N7s? Yep, two Synergy N7s. No, 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 no. One's your son's. Don't take his heli. You have enough for yourself. <laughs> okay. I've got I've got one Synergy N7 for myself. <laughs> and your son has one. Left. Actually, okay. it's, really, it's really funny because that's not mine either. They're both his. Um and then he wait, also wait, had, what? Yeah, they're both his. So. so you made him spend all that money when he already had one? Yeah, why not? Uh, oh, what a great dad. It's like bringing home a new gun for your wife. Yeah. <laughs> so that way you could go shoot it. Yeah, yeah there you go, all right? Uh, so I got the N7s. I got a JSTZ50. Um, mm-hmm. all, all of them fly borrows. And... Uh, I had a bunch of other stuff too. I had some miniature aircraft stuff before they went uh, out of business. Um, I used to fly TSK. Had a bunch of those. Uh, my My Star sixty, My Star thirty. Had a Black Shark. Um, just, just endless stuff. So, but the current the current fleet's about uh, what's that? About eight helicopters, I think. And then if you slide over to the plane side of the basement, it's a fifty seven inch extra. Nice. Oh wow! Um, it's a forty percent uh, extra three thirty S. It's got a three W one fifty in it, so that's a three W airplane. P fifty one. I got P thirty eight. Oh, she's an escapade. I mean, there's just stuff everywhere. Hey. Or you, know, uh, you, you know, it's it's just endless. So endless. <laughs> so nice. it's hard to keep. It's hard to keep up with the maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you fly a plane, and I don't think I've ever seen you fly any helicopter besides the N7 and and your logo uh, 550. Logos, yeah, yeah. yeah, 
if you want to see us fly, fly planes, we fly the giant scale stuff up to New York with uh, way, way on to RC club. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, go up there a couple times a year, maybe four or five times a year, but the majority of our flying is uh, Hellos now. Nice. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I still show up. I help them out with their airplanes too. So, that yeah. Peace. yeah. Nice. <laughs> It's good. Got a nice fleet, and it's probably about half the size it used to be. Yeah, I mean, if you've been in it that long, you, you tend to uh, collect oh. stuff, right, over time. Oh, so. oh my goodness! So I, I've uh, I learned to look at it and be like, if I'm not going to fly that within the next three years, don't buy it. So. Wow, next three years. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you know everything's a good deal, so that's why we buy stuff. Oh, it's a There's great deal. So yeah, many deals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. But it's uh, it's addicting very addicting so oh that's a good idea you know if you're not going to fly it i used to have a saying around the house if i haven't used it in a year and get rid of it or you know yep. yeah kind of yep. thing, so. you have to otherwise you can't move yeah you know and, then, and not only that but you know this 40 percent plane i'm sitting there looking at it oh right it's now. huge it's hard to transport you know you say let's mm-hmm. go fly that it's like it's it's you know it's an hour to get it loaded it's an hour to unload it it's it's a half and that's hour all you're flying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's it. That's all you're flying. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's big. So it's 32 inch prop on it. Gigantic. The, the, the props is almost the size of my 500 plates. That's it's crazy. So you know, as a kid, you know, I guess you said sophomore. What really got you interested in the hobby? It's just, just you know, helicopters look cool, or you know, was there some aspect about it that really drew you in? Mechanically is what drew me in. Okay. Um, always been fascinated with flight. But then when I saw how the helicopter worked and what had to happen for it to actually fly, it was just fascinating. It was like, wow, there's so much going on. And, um, yeah, especially with the, um, yeah, uh, the fly bar heli too, right? With all the linkages, oh. all the, you know, different yeah. types of, uh, well, at that time, <laughs> it wasn't even like Bell Hiller mixing then. It was just Bell mixing. And, right. Uh, but you, you put a, you put a, a stick movement in and, you know, like three weeks later, the, the blades move. <laughs> <laughs> it's like link after link after link after link. Oh, okay, there we go. Now he got some control on the head. It was, it was, it was an experience, that's for sure. Yeah. I see these guys how to build these retro, um, you know, crickets and everything else, and they're using mm-hmm. today's gear, but it looks like it was in the 1980s. They fly great. But, yeah, those old ones were like, uh, you had to be uh, lucky talented i mean i don't know what it was but weren't many of them flying out there at that time so at least not here in jersey i mean that that's the kind of general census that you hear from people who are um early in the helicopter days it's like yeah you take all this time to build it and set it up and then it's five seconds in the air and you crashed it you had to go and you know start all over i met mike moss at the the ram show when it was up in uh white plains Mm-hmm. Back in the late '80s, and he showed me a picture of of him hovering inverted with, I think it was a Schluter, and I was just like, "Wow!" I was like, "If I could only get mine to run." <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was about to say, "Well, you know, back in those days, uh, pictures didn't pick up the fishing wire as as uh, easily as they do now." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is <it's> Photoshop. <laughs> that might have been that might have been might have been, been the fact. <laughs> it was still cool though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So, what do you do for a living? If you don't want well, to ask it, I work in the standby power industry. I work on generators, uh, specifically remote monitoring. 
we keep an eye on uh, about 300 generators and we run them weekly. Just make sure that they're working okay for hospitals and surgery centers and buildings, uh, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So the nice. lights go when the lights go out, we uh, turn them back on. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Till the gas runs out. Yeah. <laughs> Till the gas runs out. The or diesel power runs comes out. Back diesel <laughs> comes back on. Yeah. Hurricane Sandy was a uh, was a rough three months for me. I wasn't home. Oh, much. I bet. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Right. So you've had a long career in the hobby. Um, are you sponsored? No, no sponsors. Like never, or just you know now you know sponsors. Now or ever. So oh, okay. I never. You know, you went know, down that path. I never went down that path for you know a couple of reasons. I I really enjoy going to the fun flies where the people are, and I see these guys that you say, "Hey, can you uh, you know I got a V bar that I'm having problems with in my logo. Can you take a look at it?" And he's a sponsor mm-hmm. of Line Pilot. He's like, maybe after you know when everything's done. So and I just yeah. that kind of. I didn't want to get into that because there's so many different uh, aspects and so many different helicopters out there. Um, yeah. I just, I never really pursued it. My son, on the other hand, he wants to go that route. See how that works out. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> this is pretty cool, Steve, because we've had a lot of people on that a lot of people wouldn't even know about. Uh, uh-huh. You know, and it's it's great to get, you know, their story out there. Like that aren't sponsors yep. like Rob. I mean... Yeah, the amazing guy to help you out with your helicopter and him and his son. They, it's, he's like the you know the epitome of the hobby. Kind of like you know he's got his son into it. He's teaching his son, yeah. Then the father son team, and then he's always helping people all the time. I mean, with their he, setups and stuff like that. He helps. He helps everyone so freely that you would think he's sponsored by every company because he just goes and helps everyone with any type of. Um, you know, type of heli or setup or whatever. So, yeah. you know, and that's good. It, it is a good point because a lot of, a lot of people might not know that, like, if you're sponsored by certain manufacturers, especially like the big airframe manufacturers, you can't, you know, in public, you really can't touch someone else's brand because, you know, it's, it's not your brand, right? <laughs> I mean, um, so. It's it's kind of you know you, some people don't know about that they get into it and they want to be sponsored and they're like oh you know I'd love to be sponsored by this goblin or or Gawi or Synergy but then it's like hey your friend needs help but you're at a fun flight technically you know you're not yeah. supposed to help them but that's your friend like, like, like you're that's, going off off behind the trailer to take a look at the helicopter yeah seat, right like know? go back and go in the parking yeah. lot when like you know behind closed doors like like you're ashamed to help someone because they have a different brand heli like that it's in my opinion doesn't make any real sense but i'd be know? in trouble all the time because i would do it anyway yeah and i think the companies themselves are like you know the last thing we need is somebody with a sab shirt on helping or flying their buddies a line and then some knucklehead takes a picture of it and it's right. on facebook Right, right. And, you know, because everything can get taken out of context, especially with the Internet of today. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, I understand it from both point of views. And I mean, so I like that I'm sponsored um, as a field rep for Lynx and Oxy because that doesn't lock me into a specific brand. Like if it was SAB, you know, if SAB came up to me and says, hey, we want to sponsor you, um, you know, maybe for six months, I'll try it out. But, yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it, you know. I mean, not not so much. I, 
in this day and age, but when, you know, I was, when I started really getting these things in the air mm -hmm. and, uh, sponsoring was a little bit harder to get. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, and what I think it, it meant something, if you were sponsored, it was like, wow, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Um, right. You've achieved it, this, like, this really high goal. That's a little bit easier. And the way technology changes today, um, you know, one, one day it's, uh, V-Bar Control and Jetty, and what's going to be next? You know, what what else is going to come out? And then they jump ship from that brand to the next brand. You know, so it's I don't know what you're talking about. V-Bar for life. I, you know what? <laughs> it's it's uh it's it's just a given that ten years from now there'll be something else. You know, it's going to happen. That, that's just technology. Now so. I'll be like the old old plankers. Nah, you can't yeah. use that new stuff. <laughs> V-Bar is still the best. <laughs> Yeah, so I can't read the screen because there's so much oil on it. I'm still going to use it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, Steve, this radio lets it fly itself. Oh, ah, look at that. All the computers and this and that. You don't need any of that stuff anymore. <laughs> It'll be, hello, V-Bar. Please do a left rotation here. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, so what? what kind of pilot would you describe yourself as? Myself, intermediate. Um, I'm not yeah, really a, but not I, a smack like 3D guy. Yeah, it's but I will say one thing now. Intermediate, you know, you're you're very in control and your moves, but you are the master of autoing now. Uh, you, you know how long that took me to figure that out? That was a I long don't care. <laughs> it could have taken you all <laughs> 30 years, but dude, you, I can't even see the damn heli. And you, you're just, you're all these things down. It's amazing. That was uh that was something that I just decided to uh, to learn, and that's all I did for the longest <clears> time. Oh man, and I could I could remember bringing spare blades and tail boom, and uh, just bottling it and bottling it and bottling it and bottling it. It's crazy. Wow. It's absolutely. Now I don't think about it. Yeah. It just comes natural. Cool. Um. So, what new tricks are you working on? Uh, I was walking and chewing gum. <laughs> I think you almost got that down. I almost got that down. So, uh, actually, lately I've been working on pure force, trying to get down where I can do left and right. Nice. You know? so, uh, I, I don't want to learn just one way. I don't want to be good at you know right rotation. So I want to I want to mm -hmm. be able to switch it up. And uh, I got a pretty good mental block going on with that right now. I was on the sim a little bit earlier. And um, well, some days they're pretty good, and not tonight. Right? They were ugly, but we just yeah. keep going. And I tend to do them better at the field than I do on the sim. I don't know why that is. For me, it's definitely like um, just a sight of the helicopter. It's just easier to sight for me. I can't sight the heli very well on the on the computer screen on my laptop. Yeah, well, that's I have the same thing. I put the I put my glasses on today and sat real close to it, and I was like, "Oh, there's the helicopter." <laughs> right. <laughs> Like oh now that I can see it, that's a that's something that I watch everybody else do, and it's just a I think it's the cool maneuver. There's so much interaction, and yeah, um, you know when it's done right, it's just wow. And I like to do them slow. It's pretty. I like them going fast too when, when somebody else is doing. It. Yeah, <laughs> I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't process like, that information that fast. It's it's more about the feel. We won. We won with everything. The force. <laughs> so, made the force. Um, who yeah. started that? Who gave me that name? I have no Bill? idea. I think it was Bill. 
I can see Bill. Yeah, I can see that's violent. I can see blaming it on Bill. I think <laughs> I, I, I actually honestly think it was. We'll blame it on him anyway. But yeah, um, we'll, yeah. <laughs> Bill. Um, Hi, Bill. Yeah, Bill probably be like, "What?" He's like, "Oh, I'll take that one." Better than the other stuff these guys talk about me on. About. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bill. He's gonna he's gonna come punch you. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I'll sidetrack for a second. Anthony punched me again. Again? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah, he punched me good this time when he saw me. It was like I mean, two times. Two. Yeah, I give him a hug first. Tell him the six nineties working awesome, and then he punches me. <laughs> So thanks, buddy. <laughs> he gave he gave me a hug. I thought I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was good to see him. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll kind of go into that on uh, on our how's everyone's week been. But yeah, Rob came out to fly with us. Uh, I met up with some old folks, old friends. Um. All right. Let's see. Where were we in the questions here? Um. So besides the pure flip, what trick did you struggle on, and how did you overcome it? I I struggled on with in, inverted flight. Just Me flying too. around, flying around figure eights. Um, I would just mess that up left and right. I, just, I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't get it. And then um, I was doing a lazy eight instead of a figure eight. And what I was doing was when I was crossing in front of myself, I was coming in at forty-five degrees, and that's right where I would get messed up. And he said, "Turn the helicopter all the way in so it's coming straight at you, and then turn around so it's a true figure eight. Once mm-hmm. I started doing those, I was like, ooh, I can see the disc now. I can, I can just see it better. And it just kind of all clicked. Nice. Started doing them a little bit uh, inverted, uh, backwards. Um, that's getting there. <laughs> it's getting there. It's not wow. pretty good. It's getting there. <laughs> that was a hard one. So that and the autos. So the autos go back, uh, let's see, my concept 60. Probably bought that in maybe 87, 88, something like that. So, curious with the autos. I mean, if you had to put like a, you know, from this day to this time, or like this year to this year, or this month to this month, like how long would you say it took you to, like, you know, just trying over and over again, really getting comfortable doing it? Oh, comfortable. It was probably with the amount of autos that I did, I bet it was well into a year year okay. and a half before I was actually comfortable doing them and didn't break anything wow oh okay it was yeah it was you got to remember the what we were auto we weren't autoing what you guys have today sure okay? the, yeah true you know, the concept 30 it was like you know we didn't fly that around upside down it was it was 4 degrees of negative it was 10 degrees of positive it was heavy um, the blades were wooden. You had to build them. Yeah. Um, oh, it, it, was a, it was a completely different animal than what we have today. And, um, it was hard. Okay. Really hard. <laughs> Broke a lot of parts. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and, uh, but once, once I figured out that timing to stop the helicopter from hitting the ground and set it down, that's when you had it right there. You were like, okay. What size helicopter was it? It was a 700 size, but I think they ran 660 millimeter blades. Okay. okay. So, and it ran with uh, an OS 61, which was marginal power for it. I can't remember what gyro I was running on the tail, too. But that was probably the Futaba. Oh, I thought that was the 130 rate gyro. 
but you guys even know what that is? Was it a mechanical <laughs> one? Yeah. <laughs> so I had a yeah. little actual like spinning motor in there with a weight to. Yeah, and you had to turn it, it on, wait for wait for it to spin up. You had to leave yeah. it sit out in the weather to acclimate to the temperature. Oh, um, really? Yeah. The yeah. mechanical gyros. I remember those. So never uh, flying them, just remember seeing them. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not as not by today's standards. <laughs> oh no, the Mems gyros are so oh. much better. Well, you you look at these uh, these kids that come out and fly. Uh, three months into it, they're they're doing all kinds of stuff, and you're like, how are they doing that? And then you look at the equipment they have, and you're like, oh, that's how. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it's amazing. Cool. All right, and we have one last question here. What's the one thing you would tell new pilots to do or not to do starting out? Not to do is don't give up. Mm-hmm. Okay? Keep going. It takes a while to learn this stuff. It's not yes. something that just happens. Um, I burned a lot of fuel and uh, went through a lot of batteries, you know, learning what I know. And, uh, a lot of parts, a lot, a lot of money, <laughs> lots, lots of parts. I mean, it's it's different again today because you know you yeah. buy a simulator and uh-huh. they learn on that for a month or so, and then they actually go out and hover. Yeah. So that's great to see that happen. Yeah. Um, or if you have or if you have a buddy box, you know that's awesome. Uh-huh. And um, so just don't give up. You know, it's uh, I see so many people that you know they buy the, the toys that they sell in the Rockaway Mall. You know, for like a hundred bucks, and they take it out and they, they fly it twice, and then it goes in the closet and they don't ever touch it. It's like, oh, it's like take that thing back out. It's a great hobby. You know, you'll get out with your friends, you'll have a good. Well, time. I've seen it the other way, where like they buy the kiosk helis and they're like, oh, this is so easy, this is so cool, and they're like bumping into everything, it's never breaking, and then they go buy themselves like a nano, like you know, like uh, some kind of blade, you know, micro heli. And the first time they spool up and crash it, and it's broken, and they're like, "Oh, okay, this is too hard," you know. We always, we always used to see the kids uh, show up at like the swap meets and some of the uh, like the Ram show, you know, walking mm-hmm. around with mom and dad, and they're looking at this helicopter. And it's like, "Oh, that it's three hundred bucks," and they're like, "I'm not spending that," you know. So it's like, uh, yeah, they kind of miss out on that stuff. Then mm-hmm. again, my parents didn't buy me a helicopter. I I think I must have delivered about ten thousand newspapers to buy that helicopter. <laughs> oh, boy, nice. that was a lot. <laughs> I did that for like I, I delivered a newspaper for like two weeks. I didn't make much money. I still really? like, I, I, I did that for like three years, man. Uh, oh god, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You know, it was, my my time, time was worth a lot way. more than that. Oh, <laughs> well, I was still in high school. I was probably wasn't even in high school when I was doing that. I was, uh, I was in junior I was high. Yeah. Out. About 120 people on my paper route. Let me tell you what, Sunday papers. Sunday, on. yep. I was just going to say Sunday was the worst. Sunday and Wednesday is the one I delivered. That was a bad day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Christmas was always good. So that's what not I to think do. about that. If you want to tell them what to do is yes. uh, get help. Find yes. somebody, go to a field. You know, you can look up uh, on the AMA site um, what clubs are near you and who's doing what. You look up Rob McClellan, <laughs> and you yes. come meet and you ask Rob for help because he will get you all sorted. And, and we'll talk about that for sure on uh, my section on this week. <laughs> Can use everything that I've messed up. <laughs> all right, so how's everyone's week been? Good. Very good. 
very good. Let me go first. Why don't you I'm go excited. first, Steve? Yeah, why don't I go first? All right. So <laughs> I flew two days this weekend because, uh, you know, of the holiday. I uh, flew Sunday at our field uh, with a bunch of club members, you, Kevin. Uh, a bunch of folks came down. It was great. Desk pilot was there. He brought his, he brought his friend, Glenn. Got to meet him. Um, we're Facebook friends, but the first time I actually met Glenn. But the big news is I got the Nitro Maiden. Yes. And uh, for, for folks that were uh, available to watch our Facebook live video or watch it later, first thing I'm going to say is hot start. Look out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so this is what happens when, uh, you know, when a guy who knows electric starts messing with Nitro and has no idea what he's doing. Following the manual, building the heli, and I'm like building it up and, you know, setting it up kind of just like how the manual said. And what I didn't realize is the way that the the throttle um, servo horn, I guess, or control horn uh, was situated on it. What I thought was closed throttle was actually full open throttle. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. You know, we're like, okay, trying to start it, trying to start it. Oh, oh, the... The starter shaft slipping on the, um, you know, uh, the starter shaft on the, the plane starter. So I was like, okay, let's tape it up. Boom. Okay. All right. Now it's good. Wow. Full throttle on that motor. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. And that video is funny because I jumped back and that yeah. thing, that thing took off, flew right out of your hand. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the uh, starter. The starter. You know, I, I had the starter, but the rod just went. The Whee! rod went. Yep. Yep. And, you know, our, our, our friend, club member, uh, Tony was holding a heli on the tail boom. So I'm glad he held on to it because that thing even whipped. Like, you know, it jerked. It jerked yeah. hard. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, holy crap. What's going on? Why is it? Why is it? Why is idle so high? That's what I, I was thinking. Like, why is the damn idle so high? Um, first of all, just for our listeners who haven't seen the video, I did not have the blades on it. So, no. yes, it was a hot start. Yes, it, it the clutch engaged, but. There was, you know, no damage to the heli and no damage to anyone around it because there's no blades on it. Um, so yeah, first thing I did is I was like, uh, okay, this isn't right. Pinch the fuel line, start, uh, start the motor and let it shut off. Did you try moving the throttle? Did it go like to idle when you moved it up? I didn't. I should have. Oh, okay. But I was just like, I was curious. Like, you know, in the, in the panic moment of like, holy crap, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I was just like, I look at my transmitter, throttles all the way down. I look at the heli. It's spinning like crazy. I'm shutting the engine off. Like, I didn't want to try anything. Just shut the engine off. The good thing uh, is we'll never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> it will never happen again. Never yeah. happen again. Yeah. Could you have hit throttle hold? Like, how does that work on the nitro? No, because the throt, like, the V-bar, the Neo, the servo, like, the way that it's, it was reversed. So think about even on an electric. Like, as soon as that mo- motor arms, or the ESC arms, and say that it's able to arm at full throttle, it would just keep spinning. I mean, oh, right. I guess I guess throttle hold might be different. No, it still wouldn't do it because on a nitro, when you hit throttle hold, it basically when you let go of motor cut or throttle cut, it actually like you know you can set it to an idle point, so right. it opens up the carb to an idle point. When you hit throttle cut, it closes the thr- uh, the carb all the way, but the channels reverse. So yeah, it would it would actually probably make the motor spin faster. Because, it, you know, if I had idle on and the, you know, the, 
the car was not fully open, but you know, a little bit closed because you know, if you look at the the way that the car opens and closed, it's basically like a was it like a ninety degree turn or so, maybe maybe a little more, a hundred degree turn. Um, okay. Full open, which I thought was full closed, and then you hit you turn off throttle cut, so the idle goes up a little, so it actually closed it a little. As soon as I hit throttle cut, it would have opened it all the way, because I thought that was full closed, but it wasn't. So that's a common mistake, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I'll own up to it. (laughs) I had a crazy hot start, and I was a little worried. Not for, I mean, like everyone was safe, everything's okay. The motor shut off, but I was a little worried. I was like, ah, these are new rings and sleeves, new rings in here. Like, I might have cooked this motor, you know. Yeah, we 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 got the throttle reverse. I read at the endpoints and. Um, the, the the rod is a little bit long, but I did my best to get it going. This was before Rob came, but I was able to uh, get it started. We were able to hover it and run through a tank of gas. So that was cool. Yeah, and we were getting some good advice from the listeners that had experience. There was, uh, yeah. there was two guys. Um, I know one of them was Harvey John Luis. He was uh, mm-hmm. chiming in. There was another guy, too. I forget his name off the top of my head that was chiming in. That seemed like they had tons of nitro experience. And then Rob was like, I got to come down. <laughs> Rob was like, I'll be down. <laughs> yeah, Rob even. painful you, to watch. <laughs> yeah. Even painful, Rob was though. like, wait a minute. First of all, he's like, don't start the motor without the blades on it. There's no load on the head. I was like, on the motor. I was like, okay. So, but yeah, we, we got that. We got the motor started and hovered and that was cool. And then the second time I was having trouble starting it and I was like, okay, do the thing. Okay. Choke it. Give Try it again. You know, and then check the gold plug. It's like, okay, the gold plug's fouled. Um, put another gold plug, then started hovering again, and I was cool. And then I think at that point, Rob showed up, and he was like, hit motor idle. Hit motor idle and just shut off. He's like, yeah, your idle's not set up and this and that. So so he got helped me get it all set up. Like, So, you know, with um, on a V-Control, you have your motor off, idle, motor start switch, and then you have your your uh, security lock, and then you have your throttle cut. So you have, like, redundancy on on making sure that the motor is not spinning if you don't want it to. But uh, basically, with the throttle cut off, I should be able to start the motor and have it idle, even though, even though I don't have any throttle control because the motor start three-way switch is off or the security lock switch. Okay. And so, you know... We get that actually set up like that. So, you know, with the throttle cut off, I could start the motor. Um, I could play with the cyclic, you know, I could play with the, uh, the collective and, you know, I'm not spooling up and down the, the heli or anything like that, you know, because the throttle, throttle servo won't move. As soon as I go to motor idle, motor start, then I have throttle control. Now I'm able to like, okay, let me come in for a landing. I can go to motor idle, motor off. And uh, the engine will still stay on, which is what you want. So that was good. Um, he also helped me tune it a bit. He, uh, what was it? It was the low and the high side. You were kind of messing with that in the mid, kind of getting into a not so rich, but still rich enough for a break in, right? Uh, yeah, you still you, you want it so it's not going to hurt the motor, and you want to have a reliable idle. Uh, you know, you're walking out, you're not worried about it quitting on you and everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Shooting autos, you can shoot the auto, try to spool it back up, shoot another auto, spool it back up. Um, yeah. It's just, uh, 
there's other factors involved there too because the your, your low needle will affect your mid range and mm -hmm. it all yeah. kind of comes together. Yeah, well, we'll definitely get into that during the uh, the yep. main. Topic. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Besides that, you know, had a good day flying on Sunday, and then you know Monday came around, so I didn't fly much electric. I flew maybe I don't know five or six flights on the electrics. On Sunday, I had all those extra batteries, you know, charged up. I mean, on Monday, sorry, I had all those extra batteries charged up. So, you know, I I planned to go flying for a couple of hours, so I went to Rob's Field. I, f I flew the Goblin 380 two times. I had two packs for each heli, so I brought the 380 out. I brought the um, Black Thunder out, and then the Logo 700. And then the last two batteries I had for the Synergy 766. Uh, the first flight of the 766, you know, I'm at that point I'm all warmed up. I'm like, I only got two packs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, have fun with this. Started smacking the heli around, you know, just doing all crazy sorts of things. And then I land. Didn't hear nothing in the flight. Everything felt good. Tail was holding good. Everything was just great. It was, it was a great flight. I land. And I bring it back to the table. And I, I, you know, take the canopy off, disconnect the battery, put the new pack in there, get it ready for a second flight. And then I, I look back at the tail and I'm like, why is the tail blade chipped? Did I hit the ground? Massively chipped. Yeah, like a third, uh, maybe a quarter of, of the, the tail blade at the end was chipped and and the weird part is that it was chipped between like in the middle between the the leading edge and the trailing edge of the blade and then like a big chunk all the way to the trail uh trailing edge yeah and and you know i was like okay maybe maybe i tapped the ground or something on the landing um you know i'm looking at it and the blade's soft it's like you know that part that is missing half of the blade the other half it was basically like i, I could flex it with my fingers and oh wow like, i was like okay and then and then i look at the main blade and i'm like what happened to the corner of the main blade? That's chipped too. I was like, how did I? Ah, oh, crap. I had a main hit the tail blades. My main blades hit the tail blades on the, um, on my Synergy 766. Now, now my 766 is in the 806 configuration. So I was like, first thing came to mind was like, oh, I installed a bigger tail boom and a torque tube and everything. <laughs> like, does yeah, it right. Still, does it still touch? Like, is, is the eight hundred six still just a tad too big with the one sixteen uh, millimeter tail blades? You know, and I was like, okay, so I started taking some pictures, and I, I you know, instantly just kind of go and uh, I message Matt on Matt Bodos on, on <laughs> Facebook, just be like, does this does does this happen? Like, have you heard of this happening? Um, you know, while I'm waiting for him to take a look at it and respond, you know, I'm showing Rob and everyone, and, and Rob's like. Well, let's see. And he and he starts to flex the blade down. And first thing we notice is that blade, that main blade and that tail blade lined up perfectly. Like it wasn't the other tail blade or anything. Like it lined up perfectly. And uh, then when he pulled down and then, you know, it, it, it didn't seem like you were take. it was hard to pull down either. Because when I was doing no, it, I was like, oh, yeah, that flex. Yeah. Didn't take a lot of force. And I'm pulling it down. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're right there. Like if it wasn't chipped, I can make them tip. You know, like just touch I'm, tips. I'm like, surprised you know? we didn't hear it. Yeah. You know, when you were flying, I'm really surprised. Yeah. And it was it was only one main blade with the very very tip of it, and one tail blade on you know the the quarter of it or whatever. Another while investigating some more, another reason why I definitely knew it was the main blades hitting the tail blades is that. You know, I've hit tail blades on the ground before, and it's always the leading edge on the furthest point from the root, like that gets smacked. 
because that's you know that's where that disc is, right? That's gonna smack first, and there was no marks on that part. But where there was a mark was in in the middle of the tail blade. Like if you're holding the tail blade, um, say the leading edge on top and then the trailing edge on the bottom, looking at it, like it was basically in between that on the the far end of the tail blade. That there's a little smack mark, and then from that point on. The rest of the blade is like missing, basically, of of half the side. Yeah, I saw the pictures. They look crazy, man. Yeah, so you know, by the time this episode gets released, there, I definitely posted the pictures already, so you can kind of go back to the the page and take a look. And yeah, so you didn't fly it again? No, no. I got to discharge the battery, but I'm I'm using that battery to test some stuff. Um, so yeah, the. Basically, talking to James Cadiz said, and also talking to Matt a little bit later on in the day, um, the conclusion was that I did have a, I don't know, is it called a boom strike? No, that's, no. Because it, the, the main blades didn't hit the boom, it just hit the tail blade. I'm not sure what that's called. Oops. Blade strike? <laughs> a blade strike? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. you could call it that. So basically, it was caused because originally, I was... You know, I had envisioned that, like, oh, well, it's an 800 size. I can run low head speed. It'll be floaty and blah, blah, blah. So talking, you know, when, when James heard me talk about it on the show, he was like, oh, you, you're, you know, call me. I got some tips for you. There's a couple of things that we, you know, that I recommend. I was like, cool. So, you know, I was talking to him and stuff. He's like, go with all red dampeners, which are the softer dampeners. For folks that don't know the Synergy 766, it uses four dampeners. It has, basically the kick comes with two blacks and two reds. The black ones being stiffer, the red ones being a little bit softer. But, I, you know, he was like, go all red because you're running low head speed. You want that flex. You want, you know, with low head speeds, which makes sense. So I ordered a set of reds. And when I built the heli initially, I put all four reds in there been flying i think uh that flight i was logging that was the 19th flight so let's say 18 flights solids can be no problems but you know as everyone knows with head dampening it they're just you know like hard plastic or rubber in there which wear so as they wear they flex more and as they flex more then it becomes easier for the the blades to go up and down on the heli which gets closer to the uh main the tail rotor and then strike. Yep, and then strike. So, I mean, you know, it's my fault because, yeah, I originally had envisioned low head speed and James made the recommendation for low head speed. But, I mean, after two flights, I was like, nope, this ain't happening. Crank it up to 1900. What's the <laughs> max? 1900? All right, 1880. That's my head speed I'm running at with bank three. Slow it down. Oh, <laughs> You know? It's always bad when you can see the little green foam on the inside of the blades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know, whatever. It's It happened. But, you know, if you really think about it, I lucked out big time. Because if it hit any harder or took more of that tail blade off, I would have lost tail authority. Uh, and possibly, you know, yeah, I could probably auto in. But if it's puring like crazy... That's going to be hard for me to auto in. I yeah. can auto in, uh, you know, with relatively safety. Like if, if something cuts out, like an ESE cuts out and it just starts to come down, I can auto that in with maybe breaking landing skids. But if it's pure writing, like 
yours, Kevin, with the logo, yeah. Yeah. I would be freaking out like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, it's a recut, it's a recut, you know, and just be like, oh, you know, I would do the same thing. I would give a little negative and try to level it out, but I, you know, I can't keep up with uh, a pure running heli deck, fa- you know, if it's spinning fast to, to keep it level. Yeah, and it depends on how it's starting out in the yeah. order, in in your pirouetting, you know, when when yeah. use the tail. Like I was flying forward, so it wasn't that hard to just make sure the disc was was staying parallel and and just try and bring it in. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I mean, knowing me, I might I, I could have been inverted. I could be doing TikTok. Exactly, probably, it probably happened when I was doing TikTok. You know, but yeah. that's when you're gonna like elevator TikToks when you're gonna see the most flex on the blades going like forward and back on the on the heli. So. Yeah, so I looked out. I landed very ignorantly and didn't know anything happened. And the helicopter is—it's basically a seven-dollar dampener. So I'm gonna. So Matt recommended I go all black. I can still run the head speed, same blade sizes and everything. Just run all black uh, hard dampeners. And he actually recommended that I pull out the boom five millimeters just to give an extra little bit. So um, I can either do with the boom that I have now because it's not bent or nothing. It's it's perfect. Um, or I, you know, since I bought the helicopter and then bought the stretch kit, which is an 806 boom, right? The booms come in double. So I have an extra brand new boom too. So I can always just, you know, throw that in there if I want to. But, you know, it's already built. I could just pull it out five millimeters, measure inside there, and then tighten the bolts back down on the frame. So that's probably what I'll do. Um, yeah, I do need cool. a new set of tail blades. What's the, uh, ma- what's the max head speed you recommend on that? 1900. It's 1900. Yep, so 1880 is what I run. Yep. You know, just a tad under, which means it gives me a little headroom for um, if it overspeeds a little, you know. So, yeah, I mean, basically, it's costing me a tail blade, tail, a set of tail blades, and dampeners. That's it. Awesome. Uh, yeah. The, the main blade, you know, I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, man, I don't need to change these main blades, right? I mean, I'm just going to see it. He's like, yeah, dude, take a file, take all the little debris off on the end, file it down a little, and then just a couple drops of CA, seal that back, that up, and it'll be perfectly fine to use. I was like, all right, here we go. Got confirmation on that. So, but tail blades, yeah, that's <laughs> it. I, I love it. Nice. That, that little nick in that main is nothing. So. Yeah, it's, it's just like it's the tiny. very itty bitty tip, and, and once I filed it down and put a couple of drops of CA, it sealed back up and it like, I don't know. I couldn't really tell. It just, it just looks like instead of a pointy bit, it's just a little bit rounded. It's just a tip. Just a tip. <laughs> just. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see here. But that was about it for me. I had a pretty, uh, awesome, nitro, exciting, Blade strike type of weekend. Uh, who's next? Okay, and that's all we have time for. That's all. <laughs> Join us next week. <laughs> right? We didn't even get to the main topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're what are we in? We're like I'll, almost. I'll, I'll, I'll go next. I did everything Steve did. Go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Do you want to go uh, next, Rob? Go ahead. No, uh, yeah. Why not? Well, I, I pretty much did everything Steve did. <laughs> so we actually we actually started our weekend on Friday, and yeah. uh, we had we had some maintenance to do. So I had some issues, um, a couple parts that were worn on one of the synergies. So Devin and I got the tools out Friday night and started wrenching on those, got them all up to speed. Um, 
The second synergy that I picked up two weeks ago, we hadn't flown yet. The maiden on that one was on Saturday. So, and uh, that went really well. So helicopter fly is very nice. Um, it was more or less just cleaning, and I replaced a, a little brass bushing on the tail slider, and uh, that was it. Put some fuel in it, uh, programmed the silver line that's in it, and off we went. So, is that the one he was flying on Sunday? Uh, he flew, which one did he fly on Sunday? No, he flew number one on Sunday, which is the original one. Got that from, uh, out at Urchin. Got that right from Matt. Uh, the second one we got from Drew Robinson. So, uh, a couple weeks ago. And, uh, just got around to getting it all, you know, up to speed and everything. What a nice heli. Oh, boy. I love those things. So, they, cool. uh, they just fly so nice. They're light. They're light in the air. They have great float to them. Eleven pound heli nitro. You go home stink up. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> you know, um, uh-huh. yes. We went to GCA on Saturday, and uh, it was a nice day. It was uh, it was our club meeting day. Mike and myself, Mike Longo, we decided to skip the meeting because we just thought it was too nice out, and uh, we stayed at the field, and we just got flight after flight in. Didn't really have to work on too much on Saturday. It wasn't too bad. It was just a great day. So Devin did a lot of flying. My son, wow, I cool. Think he burned. Looking at the, at the at the fuel that's sitting there, I think he burned a little over a gallon that day. So he did quite a bit of flying. So ching, <laughs> right? Yeah, out. yeah, it goes quick. So and then uh, Sunday we got together uh, with uh, you guys down at your field. So it was it was great. I had um I had a gymnastics competition for my daughter. Sunday morning, we had a 7.30 report time up in uh, Norwood. Uh, so we went there early, and during that, I was watching you guys posting the video, and it was, <laughs> it, was, it was like, okay, what time are we getting home? Because i got to get down there. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was my plan from the start. I was like, oh, if I really mess this up, Rob will come and help me. Yeah. <laughs> He'll bail me out. <laughs> Originally, Mike, Mike wanted to go to GCA. You know, there was nobody there. There were two guys there all day. And um, I called him. I said, I, I got to go down to CRC. I got to, he's messing with the nitro. I said, I want him to have a good experience. So <laughs> so we came home. We, we loaded everything up real quick and off we went. It was great down there. I tell you what, I had so much fun that day and I didn't even fly anything. Oh, you didn't? Between Steve's 700, watching my son fly. And then helping uh, John Reyes out with his synergy. Yeah. Uh, by the time I got done, I was like, I'm hungry. Let's go get something to eat. And uh, Bill was like, you didn't fly anything. I'm like, it's all right. I said, I had a good day. Yeah, it was good to see you guys. Yeah, everything that we wanted to fix got fixed. So it was uh, it 17 was degrees of pitch. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What was that? Was that John's? Yeah. John's, John's heli was running bad, and it was bogging the tail was moving and i was like just land that thing let me take a look at it and uh yeah 17 and a half degrees of pitch each way wow i was like uh, you know and i didn't even i didn't even use a pitch gauge okay at first i looked at the radio and i saw what the values were and i went no way that's way too much yeah i I was guessing like 14 but yeah i fold i fold the blade sideways right i went and negative like i did with yours kevin yeah and it was, and i was like dude <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> you, you need two 105s in this to handle that kind of pitch <laughs> right 
And then, uh, uh, so we straightened out the pitch, and we straightened out the the cyclic, and then uh, he had engine problems. We'll talk about that in a little while. It was it was it was uh, interesting. So, uh, yeah, he runs V bar too, right? He runs V bar. Yep. Yeah, he's got, a, uh, he's got a Neo in that. So, okay. Uh, you know, so do it I, right on the spot. Just dial yep. it. Yep, dial it right there, man. A couple of seconds, and you're done. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I went out to dinner with Devin and Desk Pilot. We only went to McDonald's. We didn't have anything. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> ooh, so, so fancy. Ooh, yeah, it was great. So, but you know, it was quick. I wanted to get home, so I had to get ready for Monday. So, which was another flying day for us. So Jeez. We, yeah. We went out to GCA, and uh, you know, Steve met us out there. Boys met us out there. Uh, Teddy was out there. A bunch of guys. And, uh, yeah. we, we had a great day and, uh, you know, all the working on everybody else's helicopters. And I'm like, man, this is going to be great. I'm going to fly my stuff on Monday. And my swashbuck broke, broke on my logo 500. Uh. <laughs> yeah. He was pretty much flying with the swashplate broken. Yeah. If you look at the swashplate, you've got crazy. the center of it. There's a bushing with the little ball goes into that rides on the main shaft. Yeah. And that popped, that popped right out. It happened while I was flying. I didn't even notice it. So it didn't, it didn't feel bad. What I did notice is when I came down in the auto, I landed and as the blades spooled down, I could see the swashplate gyrating around in like an oval. I was like, what is that all about? And I looked, I was like, Oh, the middle's gone. Look at that. So that was interesting. So I put it all back together. I lubed everything and I figured, well, it'll stay together. And I flew it again and it fell apart again. So, uh, no, no, um, yeah. so what is yeah. it? Just the bushing part you got to replace? No, they don't actually sell that. So it's the whole yeah, swashplate. Uh, so it's the whole. It's not rebuildable. Oh, like okay. It's, it's swash the same swashplate from the 400 all the way up to the 600. They use the same plate. Now, if it's in stock, it's 77 bucks. But Oof. That's, that's, that heli's got a lot of flights on it. So it, it can wear out a few. Things, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was my 500. And then, uh, we actually, what time did you leave on, on, Monday, Steve, like two o'clock? Uh, left at two. Yeah. You showed up after, after you left. Uh huh. I didn't didn't get home till eight o'clock Monday night. Wow. We flew till, okay, so the club made a rule that we can't fly after sunset. Sunset was at 541 on Monday. 539? (laughs) No, we flew till 541. It was exactly 541. (laughs) You're like, you and right. Mike both have like synchronized watches with your, your alarm set on yes. a sag yeah. time of sunset. <laughs> and then we, uh, we just hung out for a little bit and then we cooked burgers and we hung out in the shed and just talking helis and cleaning up. And it was almost 730 by the time we left. Damn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it was good. So, uh, we even had double dogs that day. Have you missed them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was really good. I got a so FaceTime we- from Steve. <laughs> and, and I didn't accept it because I was driving and I was like, I don't know if Steve took it. I don't think he didn't answer me the first time I said, you're trying to FaceTime me to show me how much fun you're having. I just blocked you and he never answered me. So I was like, oh, maybe he's, maybe he's like, didn't take that the right way. And then you guys FaceTime me. You didn't have Rob's number. So you didn't know who was FaceTiming you, right? Oh, I didn't even see that. Like I said, I was driving. So oh, kids okay. don't do that at home. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't FaceTime while you're don't driving. Don't FaceTime and drive like. <laughs> Bad things happen. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it it really was an awesome weekend. I, I didn't get anywhere near as many flights as you guys. Uh, you know, yeah. 
I, I, uh, I enjoyed both sides of that, you know, working on them and flying them. So it was just fantastic. The weather was beautiful. Oh my God. Yeah, it was gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, especially Sunday. I mean, Sunday was t shirt. It was awesome in the Northeast here. Yeah. Uh, we did, we did have a crash at the field on Monday. Mike, did. Mike, yeah, Mike, Mike crashed the a helicopter. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did I miss this on uh, the Facebook yeah. page? Yeah, you had to because it's up there. So he had the he had the, the engine quit again. Actually, for number two, two? is number two that was quitting, right? On number two, quit, and um, oh boy, still don't know why. Uh, I don't know why that's quitting yet. So, but I'll figure it out. I flew it. I flew it hard, and um, it was fine. Everything was great. And, and, and one thing is, went and flew it, and it, and it quit on him. And he has no type of logging or telemetry on that, so he doesn't. No, know no, he's, he's running uh, the seventy two hundred B stacks with a Talon ninety, so you, you can't you get nothing. You know, so uh, is I, the I Talon think, coming down hot at least, or any type of temperature oh, indication? Everything is cool. Everything is nice and cool. I thought he lost the one way. That's what I thought. Mm. So, yeah, but he's, he's taking it. I think he took it apart today and uh, started looking at it to see if he could figure out what was going on. So that's any second. damage? Like, it, was it was uh, it bad or uh, broken? He broke a set of landing gear and a tail fin. That was it. Oh, okay, that's good. But what was ama- What was amazing is when it quit. He went. He was about three quarters of the way up through a loop. Okay, on the upside, so he wasn't quite inverted. Yeah, and that's when it quit. So just him trying to roll out of it and get it flat just bled off all of the blade speed, and then he literally threw the radio at me. <laughs> really? Wow. It's like, blade stall, here you go. <laughs> like, like a hot potato. <laughs> okay. He was like, ah! <laughs> so, and, uh, oh, I, I see the picture now, yeah. Couldn't get any blades, any blade speed back on it, so I just tried to keep it straight. And it hit on the skids, and it really, I mean, it didn't do any damage to the canopy, nothing to the boom, nothing to the blades. Uh, you know, it's it's relatively cheap crash. It's probably maybe a $30, $40 crash. So. Wow, and and the, the motor's quitting, and it's not like he's losing BEC or radio control, right? No, no, the radio control's still there. So we pulled the motor out, and we ran it on the bench. And yeah. it's kind of doing the funky chicken when you first start it up. Like, maybe, oh, like the maybe, timing's off or burnt out a little or something? Or maybe there's a winding issue that's going yeah. on. Yeah. You know, something like that. So we're going to, we'll see. We'll get it. It's just, yeah. uh, it's, it's hard. At least, you know, at least with our stuff with the key bars and everything, you get all this information on it. So right. That yeah. one, it's like, oh, stop for some reason. Not really sure why. Yeah. I mean, if it's not hard, he should just swap uh, a motor out from one or three. We could, do, we could do motor and ESC. On, on well, I mean, just do the motor. So we do just changing one thing at a time. So you know yeah. if it's like, hey, two battery packs and this heli's been flying fine. And yeah, it's most likely the motor. But if it happens again, it could also be the ESC this time, you know? I was looking at him because I'm like, did you put the right battery in? You didn't put the one in that you just flew, did you? <laughs> you didn't it's hit like, throttle hold, did you? <laughs> yeah, like, no, 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 no. Everything's good. And it was. We checked. But it was another minor one. Uh, that's all we've had lately. I'm like, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. that's a good thing. Sure. How about you, Kev? What'd you do? Yeah, I really didn't do anything. No, I'm like no. kidding. I freaking cleaned <laughs> my ass off. You cleaned well, your well, ass off. I cleaned what? my <laughs> ass. Uh, you cleaned your ass finally. Yeah, finally cleaned my ass. Uh, finally. <laughs> and the garage. 
Oh, at the garage. Okay. No, I um I cleaned the garage out. My little work area kind of like had some old speakers, and I ripped them out, and I made a little kind of area for under one of the cabinets for all my bins and stuff. So I got that going on. I did that. I want to build another area where I can put my transmitter cases and just get everything up off the floor. Because right now I just put them on the floor when I get home, and I just want to get stuff in a specific spot. And I think if I if I do this right and I have enough bins, uh, I can clean up everything. And then if I start to get clutter again, I, I'm going to have to go through the bins and be like, all right, there's got to be stuff I can get rid of or, you know, like old servos or, or just get them out of the garage and maybe into the shed or something. I don't know. So I'm, I've been working yeah. on that kind of stuff, just organization around the shop. I soldered up my second stick pack, I think, Friday night for the 690. Yeah, so then I worked on the garage Saturday. It was really nice out, and Saturday and Sunday. Sunday, I met met everybody down at the field, man, and I flew a bunch of stuff, man. I flew the Sport. I was having some issues with that, with because I don't run. I've been running the Hobby Wing that I got from and- you, Rob, the little RPM sensor. Soldered that yes. in. was doing some crazy stuff, like just ramping up and coming back down, floating between yeah. like 3,500 and... 4,000 RPMs. It was really strange. But I don't know if I have settings right with that. But I have the other Oxy. It's still on the spectrum. And I flew that a couple of times. That, the friggin' main gears chewed up. It looks like it's just chewed up is like the correct word. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. it sounds horrific. So it started getting worse and worse. I'm like, I better land this thing and, and change Devin it. Was like, did he put a turbine in that? I said, no, that's the main gear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like 10 teeth, like the top part of 10 teeth were just gone. Yeah, that so. was when I started flying, but when I when I ended and I stopped flying that thing, it was more like half of the teeth on like on a quarter of the teeth, teeth on each side were starting to get like shredded. Like it was weird, uh-huh. just like somebody took sandpaper to them. So, yeah, nice. I, gotta, I just got to get rid of that, that main gear. I flew the scale heli a little bit, and man, freaking everybody loves that thing when I fly it. <laughs> I get compliments yeah. every time I fly that freaking thing. And I flew the 570, 690, and loving the 690, man. I'm loving the 572. Definitely more comfortable with it. Freaking 690 flies so great, man. It's a really nice, nice helicopter. That is so quiet. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. I flew the Sukhoi a little bit, little plane flying. I flew that thing maybe two or three batteries I put through that. Oh, and I was flying that thing at one point like I stole it. I mean, it was just oh, it was ridiculous. And it was funny because I came in inverted pretty low to the ground at one point and pretty fast and went down the runway and I popped it up and I was doing some silly stuff with it, hovering it or whatever. And I, and I happened to turn around and see if anybody was like, Everybody was talking behind me, just doing their own thing. Nobody watching. I was like, I started laughing. I was like, I'm doing all this crazy stuff and nobody's even watching. I was like, this is great. Uh, it was too funny. I just got a chuckle out of it. Bill would have been watching, but he might have been a little afraid. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he's the dog that's been burnt by the fence. So he doesn't want to go near yeah, one of my planes again. Yeah. Uh, poor Bill. Sorry, Bill. Sorry again for hitting you in the head with an airplane. Um. But yeah, man, it's great to see the guys. Like you said, Rob, I go out there every weekend, uh, or you know, whenever it was every weekend during the summertime and stuff. Man, it's just like a fun fly all the time because everybody's so cool, man. It's great to see everybody. Mike's always got something different. Our president this time he had a like seventy two inch 
ugly stick with a twin cylinder motor on it. It was just enormous, man. He made in that. That was crazy. I thought he was going to stall it, too. Like, it was like when he was taking out, I was like, burp, 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 and then it would go. <laughs> like, then the engine really, like, you yeah. know, get nice and clean. It was just, I thought it was like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> okay, I, good. I saw that. I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that wing load, the wing is like a mile long. Like, he'll probably float that thing in forever. I oh, said yeah. to him at one point, I said, did you try landing with the flaps? He was like, that's that's all I need is more lift. He was like, <laughs> right? I can't slow this friggin' thing down. Yeah. So it was it was pretty funny, man. But, yeah, he, we had a good time out at the field. Yeah, it was good. It was good to see everyone out, too. It was, um, it was normally like we'll go out to the field and, you know, we might see Tony there or Rick there for a little bit. Yeah. And then it's like you and me, you know, and we're all like, kind of like freezing. Yeah. And then they split because it's freezing. But yeah, yeah, Michael's out. It was just great. It's good to see. You know, Peter was out. Tony and them were there all day. Yeah, it was all like the, all the regulars came out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what else did I do? Uh, oh, Frank sent us sent me a shirt yes. and you a shirt. Yes. And I got to say thanks again to Frank Mordeios for yes. sending me that shirt. Man, that was crazy. That was crazy, dude. He sent mm-hmm. me a shirt with with my picture on it. And like I said on the video, you guys Facebook live that while while you were giving me the shirt and uh yeah i said like i said on the video i don't know where that he got that picture from but there's not many pictures of me on the internet that are at, like photogenic at all and this one's kind of halfway decent i was like he must have photoshopped it or something well he he did some fixing up and yeah he had to because i don't look that good <laughs> and he sent us uh yeah a shirt and some stickers man crazy yeah uh, that was cool yeah that so cool. thanks frank for our listeners that didn't see the shirt. It's basically Kevin's face. It's a white shirt with Kevin's face on it. And it's, what does it say? It says, get to the chopper. Yes. And then on the back, it was like, hashtag uh, Kevinator. Kevinator. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. When Frank, when Frank reached out to me, he says, yeah, I want to I wanna make this shirt for Kevin. I was like, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send it to me and I'll give it to him. And I was like, yeah, so what about me? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a shirt too? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I swindled him for a shirt. Thanks, Frank. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, man. He was like, you know, I was talking to a couple guys on CP Hellies, and you, you, he, he was like, I know you were sick and weren't feeling good, so he wanted to. Yeah. Do I was like, geez, man, that's cool, but you don't have to, you don't have to do anything like that. Just hearing from these guys is great, man. I love just hearing mm-hmm. from them. But um, yeah, so then I worked on Monday. I didn't have the day off like some. You guys, like all of you guys and all the rest of the people in New Jersey had the day off. Yeah. Um, but I, when I got home, I dragged the old balsa storch out of the uh, shed that I had sitting there. It was starting to sit on a shelf and more and more stuff was piling up on it. And I was like, this is not good. I got to drag that thing out and see if I can fix it. I think I have some balsa to fix. I'm not sure. It looks pretty good. I just have the uh, leading edge flaps that both broke off because the the way they're mounted up is like with six little tiny pieces of balsa and they move with the regular flaps which is really cool and it really helped out a lot with landing uh but they both broke off from like hanger rash and stuff like that so what i what i did was i scanned one in on my scanner i brought it into my photoshop program kind of like took uh my little gauge and other they're 26 millimeters long and i i you no, know, drew it in my 3D program and kind of extruded it and made it 26 millimeters long. And I printed it out and it, 
they printed out almost perfect, almost exact, like duplicate. So I can make as many as I want now uh, awesome. and fix that plane. Yeah. Because I want to yes. fly that thing again. That thing was pretty cool. Dude, so, that plane was awesome. Love that plane. Definitely got to bring it back out. Yeah. And that was my week. One of these days, I got to get a 3D printer. Yes. That is just so cool. Yeah. They're getting cheaper and cheaper. Yep. Go to flighttest.com. I, I was looking at that one. So yeah. I was, I was That's at not that. bad price for what you get. No, not um, at all. One, one thing I wanted to mention, as Kevin was cleaning up his garage with his ass, he um he gave me a plane. Yeah, that's I didn't right. mention it. Yes, so I have a I am a owner. So I guess you, what what was the case with this? You got this part of a package deal, right? You bought another plane, and the guy threw this plane in. Yeah, I bought it at Adams Swap Meet, the one we just went to not too long ago. But I didn't mm-hmm. buy it this year. I think I bought it. It's like a couple of years 2013 ago. 2013 or 14? Yeah. It might have been 14. I think it was 13 because 14, we 14, started hanging we out. Flying, yeah, at, at Green Pond. And, and we went to the Adam show on the four, I think 14, 15, and then this past one. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I would have known. 13 or 14. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I bought, I bought a P51. Um, that was a, uh, I forget the, who made that one. It's an orange one. Uh, Tower Hobby, Hobby sells it. And I think mm-hmm. the guy wanted like twenty bucks for it, you know, no electronics or anything. Yep. He was like, "Do me a favor, take that revolver too, and get that out of here." So I was like, "All right." So I came home with these two big giant planes, and the wife was like, "Are you kidding me? How much money did you spend?" And I was like, twenty bucks," and she couldn't believe it. Yeah. And then it's been hanging in my garage ever since. Like I mounted it up to my garage, and then you and I were talking, and you wanted to mess around with it, so I'm like, "Yeah, just dude, take it, man." Yeah. So I have a. Was it fifty inch? Uh, yeah, Great Plains revolver. I think it's sixty, actually. No, it's it's fifty. Is it fifty? Did you measure it? It's forty nine or fifty inch. No, I looked it up because okay. I was looking up the specs for the motor. So is that the one that uh, you're looking for the motor for? 60? Yep. So I'm looking for a forty six or a fifty size two stroke or or what is it? Seventy size uh, four stroke. But you know, actually today I was talking to Chris Rockaglione from uh, the flight tests after hours and and he was like you know i was talking about the nitro heli and i got a nitro plane that i'm gonna be looking for a motor and probably get something at the lebanon show but he was like oh why don't you go gas and i was like wait do they make gas engines that small and they do a a 10 cc is a comparable size to uh 46 so yeah so I was thinking about it, but I mean, you know, I was like, oh, I wonder if I could get one used. He was like, yeah, you, good luck trying to find one used. Um, you can't find them used, um, you know, or rarely find them used. They get snatched up pretty quick. Um, and brand new is about 200 bucks. So I, I will probably end up going with a two stroke nitro or maybe the four stroke. I don't know. I think the two stroke would be better, more power, lighter, you know, be more agile. So cheaper, cheaper too. Yeah, true. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a 60-inch, dude. 59-inch? I mean, let me double-check. But I have it already in my phone because I was looking it up. Um, Because the engine you said is 46 to 55 for two-stroke or uh, 70 for 11.5. You're right. It's it's 59 inches. So it's 1,500 millimeters. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could do an 11cc four-stroke engine in that. 
11 cc okay yeah it says 11.5 i mean yeah 11.5 yeah right okay but um i would just throw a 20 in it (laughs) (laughs) well i was talking to peter from the club and he knows you know he knows about balsa kits like he's a meticulous builder yeah he's a he knows his engines for airplanes like nitro and all that stuff and i was like at first i was like hey you have any 60 size engines for he's like for that play, no, no, you don't want to put a 16 there. And I was like, why not? He's like, well, first of all, it's not big enough. <laughs> you rip the motor mount right off the, the front of the motor, you Uh-oh. know, like the motor box. And I was like, okay, I, okay, I can see that. And I'm like, well, you know, because I want to go big. I want more power. I want to be able to hang it off the prop if I wanted to or pull out of whatever, you know, stupid mistakes I make. And he's like, the problem is then you're going to have like a really heavy, a front heavy you know, playing. Yeah, it's gonna need some speed, right? It's, it's gonna you're gonna need some speed. It's gonna take a lot of speed to to land, and and it's just not gonna CG right. So it's not gonna acrobat right. You know what I mean? Like when I'm doing my rolls and and other stuff. So yeah. So I mean, you know, what the what the recommendation? Um, if he actually has one, I might bite off of him too. But he's like, yeah, just just put a 46 in there. It's gonna be more than enough power. You're gonna put a big enough prop. It's gonna spin an 11, almost a 12 inch prop. You know, it's like 11 inch prop on that. So. Oh, is it? I it was yeah, more it's... Than that. Hmm. Okay. Just by the size, I thought it was more than that. Ah, yeah, that's that's what they recommend, at least. I'm looking at the, yeah. the requirements, 11, point, 11 by 5 by 5. So, so I mean, it's like with all that stuff, and it's it's a light plane. It really is. I mean, granted, I only have the airframe, so I don't know what it feels like with the motor and all the electronics in it. But, like, I put the wings together, you know, and screwed them in, and I was like, wow, this is pretty light. Is this, like, six, seven pounds? I don't know if that's running weight in the manual. That's, that's, that's probably running weight. So yeah, yeah, ready to fly uh, weight is six, seven pounds. Is the uh, mini V-bar in it? Um, so I have a V-Link sat. So if, um, if I can find a mini V-bar cheap, I will do that. If not, I'm just going to buy the, the V, the Neo Basic. Oh yeah, then you can update that later on. Yes, exactly. So if I'm like, I don't like it, but the only thing is the Neo Basics don't have the gyros activated, right? It's just a receiver, like a player. Yeah, which I kind of like the idea of a mini V bar because um, then I can, you know, use the gyros and like, all right, let's play around the gyros, let's turn it on, off, you know, that kind of deal. So, so we'll see, we'll see what I can find on uh, RC Groups or Heli Freak and. And uh, as far as the V bar minis, uh, so any of our listeners, if you have any V bar minis for sale cheap, let me know. <laughs> that should be cool, man! I can't wait to see that go. That'll be pretty yeah. wild. And a part of me was like, I should just go electric, get an eight hundred, like you know, KV motor, you know, whatever for sale, and just go electric. But I don't know. I got, I got a little smell of that nitro. I'm sniffing a little bit of nitro fumes now, so I might want to at least try nitro playing too, because I've messed with the electric stuff a lot. Nothing like the smell of nitro in the morning. Yeah, the, the smell, the sound, you know, really the yep. sound. I love the sound. I got to do four stroke if I ever do a nitro, because I just love that sound, man. It sounds so scale. It's crazy. Yeah. Just sounds awesome. I got to bring my big cub out then. Let's just fly that. Mm-hmm. Got a Sato 125 in it. It's just, uh, it's so, it just ticks away. Oh, really nice. Nice. Yeah. 
All right, so let's go into our main topic now. All right. Like two hours into the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so main topic, Nitro and collective pitch tuning. So, I mean, Rob is the man with that, and I want to pick his brain, kind of get his recommendations on how he, his thought process on how he handles uh, tuning, basically. Cool. So as far as notes here, I, the first thing I, I, I wrote in was transmitter setup. I feel like it all starts with a transmitter, right? You got to have the transmitter set up. You got to have your car, your nitro uh, <laughs> throttle set the right way, right? Yeah. So that's all in the transmitter. <laughs> that so, doesn't have anything to do with collective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, but that's part of the nitro side, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, you got to have your throttle set the right way. You don't want to be full throttle on a nitro and think it's you know, no throttle. So, uh, transmitter setup. Well, I mean, what, what's kind of your basic setup, you know, and I guess we could kind of keep it, um, as generic as possible because I know, uh, you know, you fly V bar, but, um, V control. Yeah, the, the, v, the V bar setup is so easy. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, if somebody's flying spectrum or anything, it's still simple. It's just you don't have a, that menu to guide you right through the setup. You know, you gotta go, you gotta go manually hit all those points. Right. Points, you know balancing the collective and all that but you know two things that i look at right away is center stick zero pitch okay that's that's Mm -hmm. crucial yeah and then whatever the recommendation for the manufacturer is manufacturer is for your pitch okay if they're if they're looking for 11 and a half 12 and a half 13 whatever it is i start with that and then i may be able to add some i may have to take some out depends on my Mm -hmm. motor Engine, right. whatever I'm running. So, um, yes. you know, there's, there's a big thing out there where guys are like, I want my helicopter to pop and be faster. So I'm going to put more pitch in. And, you know, if you do that and you slow the head down, you're might as well not have done that because you're still going slow. Right. You, know, you, want, you want to keep that disc spinning at the, at that same constant speed. Um, you know, whatever it is, 1950, 21, you know. I mean, you guys have seen my logo. I I uh I do some real slow 3D stuff with that at 1300 RPM on a 500. Yeah. And people look, people look at me like, how's it still in the air? So it's how zero. is it still in the air? <laughs> uh, like how much fish do you run on that? Take uh, that's only got uh, about 12 and a half on it each way. Okay. So it doesn't have all that much. Um, uh, running a good pack, uh, running a castle, you know, ESC and Scorpion motor. It's a lot of fun to run it slow. Everything's done slower, you know, all your pure flips. And, but that zero is important. Um, I've had a lot of people set their helis up with a pitch gauge. And they set it up, and then we go out and fly it, and it's bogging. Or you can hear the motor speeding up on the climb now. And you flip it over upside down, and it's going faster upside down than it is right side up. And, you know, you just start adjusting to to make the helicopter happy. You know, you want a, a, a nice same climb right side up as you do upside down. You know? Uh, yes. The other thing mm-hmm. is if you keep that head speed constant, keeping the tail constant. And a lot of that tuning right. that a lot of guys are doing on the tail, like they're, they're changing human eye gains and all kinds of stuff, trying to get all these little movements out of it. If you keep that tail running one constant speed, there's really very little tuning that you have to do, especially on the V-bar control. You know, that's, uh, that is amazing. So most of my logos are, uh, you know, the generic setup that comes in the radio and 
really haven't touched much. So uh, they just they they just work really good right now. Kevin, you when we did your six ninety, that made a huge difference. Yeah, and how that felt. Yeah, I think I was on the podcast the next uh, episode saying how you we went to mid stick and you know you you took both blades and bent them ninety degrees back towards you know and ninety degrees from the head itself back towards each other. You know, you go positive and negative and see how far they're gonna they're gonna go independent of one each other and how far they spread apart. Yeah, and you kind of dialed it down. I think we started at eighty on the V bar, eighty and eighty and. Yeah, and then, you know, we took it up, flew it. I did a punch out, like, positive, give five seconds positive, and then flip it over, do five se- seconds negative, and see how, how it flies. And it was like a whole, it was a completely different helicopter. Yep, that, uh, the head speed staying constant just uh, changed everything. I think we did the, uh, did you adjust the cyclic on yours, too, for the eight degrees on the V-bar? I think we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, that. I think all of that was yeah. off because he changed everything. But- changed I had the two linkages go, yeah. So I had to change, change those out. Yeah, I mean that's that's barring you know starting with your mechanical setup. Make sure you get the right, you know, servo arms on it, the recommended length arm. Make sure the, the mm-hmm. links are all the same size. Um, yeah, the heli's put together correctly. There's nothing binding. Everything's got to move nice and smooth. Um, I try to get the, I try to size all my links. You know, just it, everything works less hard. You know. And, yeah, it came down to where. I wasn't adjusting the way I was flying for the to the helicopter. I was adjusting the helicopter to where I was comfortable flying it, which made a huge difference. Yes, because yep. I worked on the five seventy just a little bit from what you had showed me, and I got that to fly where I'm I'm comfortable with that. I mean, that to me is huge. Like you got to get comfortable. You don't want to be on the edge of your seat or you know uh, nervous to fly that helicopter for any reason because it's too twitchy or too you know too many too much throws or. Well, the other side of that coin, too, is like when I watch you guys fly, everybody flies different. You, you can set the helicopter up to how you fly, right? Yep. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I had somebody set one of my helis up years ago. They said, oh, that thing's flying all wrong and everything. And I, I really didn't know any better. So I was like, okay. And he set it up to how he likes it. And I was like, wow, now i got to start all over again because I really don't like how it flies. So you kind of look at what you're doing. You know, are you just doing big loops and rolls? Are you doing TikToks? You know, pure flips? Are you, you know, are you doing autos? It's, uh, you know, it's, it just makes a big difference on uh, on what you give them as far as um, how it flies. You know? Yeah. Uh, what a V bar control, man! Sounds like a V bar control commercial, doesn't it? it uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is so much easier, and I, I, it I, is I so much easier. I yeah. found that out. When we were doing that, when we're going through, I'm mean, like, you can hook your yeah. computer up and, and get the same results. It's just, it's so much easier to, to land and adjust and not hook up the computer. And right there, you don't have to bring it back to the pits, hook up your laptop, wait for it to boot up, start the app, plug it in. Might have to reset your heli once or twice. You know, like you don't have to bother with that. It's funny because, uh, you know, desk pilot Bill had his friend Glenn out from South Jersey. And I, f- I forgot exactly what the question was, but it was like, they were talking about V-Control and V-Bar, and, you know, Bill was trying to sell it, it seemed like, you know. <laughs> and I go over there, and I'm like, you know, one of the things I said is like, you know, he, he could tell you all these features and everything, and I was like, but just know we fly with the best. That's it. <laughs> and it really yeah. is. It really is. I, I mean, Jetty folks and all the integration they have, 
that's that's a close that's close right there with it. You know, I don't doubt that Jetty and and uh, Spartan and uh, Icon integrations. It's it's awesome too, but because Mikado makes both components of this, it just works perfectly together. It's like worry free. You just set it up once. You go through your basic setup, and then you just tune a little here and there, and you could do it right there. You know you what's sold on the V bar control? Is I saw a guy forget his radio. Oh yeah, that's just, a big one too. And just pick somebody else's up, bind it, and go fly. Yep. And yeah. I was like, that is just sweet. Because it's not just like, okay, well, you know, I know. I think the first time we went to Tri County, me and Kevin, he forgot his radio, and yeah. he was like, oh well, you know, I don't, I don't need to fly. I'll just hang out. And I was like, no, nah, dude, you came all the way out here. Like, I don't care. Like, bind to my radio, but he had to go and set everything up. And that part took way too long. While the Neos, all the settings are in the Neo. So it doesn't matter what transmitter you have. You bind to it and boop, you have your settings. You have all the, you know. What was funny was at, at your club on uh, Sunday with John's helicopter when he mm-hmm. asked me to look at it. And I, the first thing I did, I didn't even look at the heli. I grabbed the V-bar and I went into the menu and I was looking at his values. Yeah. And I was like. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah they're all pinned like 100, like, 105, yeah. 110. I'm yeah, like, like, whoa. No, 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 no. This is not going to work, you know? And, yeah. uh, and he's like, what do you mean? I said, watch. And now his zero pitch was good at center stick, but he yeah. just had so much pitch in there. And I was like, his, his numbers were up around like 98, 97. And I was like, that's way too much. And then when I looked at the, uh, the cyclic, uh, you know, looking at oh, the yeah, that was high too. That was high too. And I was like, this thing's got to feel strange, you know? And, yeah. uh, I mean, he had other issues going on with the motor, too, that we fixed. But uh, after that flight that he took, he's like, it's like I got a new helicopter. And so did he like it? Did he? Uh, did, because I know he, he was worried about losing pop. Because he does a lot of, like, I what I call, like, snap moves. Like, pop, like, really quick on the collective yep. and cyclic and pop it up to an Amobius flip and, you know, and things like that. Did he lose any of that feeling? Like, did he? He still, he still had all that. Um, okay. Yeah. It, it was like the climb out was a lot better. Okay. It was, it was going, more consistent, right? It was going just as fast in the climb outs. Uh, and it wasn't degrading the head speed. You weren't, you weren't, you know, over pitching the motor. So, yeah. And, uh, that, that just makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference in the tail. Mm-hmm. So he's like, the tail just feels so much better. Now we lowered, we lowered his rate on the tail too a little bit because you know, it was way too fast. But uh, once once he flew it, he was like, "Oh boy, I might start flying helicopters now." Oh, man, like, that's awesome! I was like, "I was like, cool, we got one back." <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's great to hear, huh? Uh, it's it's and it's so simple. It's just you know, it's everybody's like sometimes they complicate this stuff, and it's like, look, zero pitch, twelve and a half degrees positive, twelve and a half degrees negative. That's a good number, you know? Yes, yeah, definitely. Great yep. number to start with. So we take think, it a little bit further when mm-hmm. we do this. Like I'll take my helicopters to the point where they bog, where I'm actually bogging the engine or the motor down. Okay, and then I'll back off on the collective a little bit, so I'm getting everything I possibly can get out of it. Yes, okay? uh, that's mostly because I'm doing such low head speed stuff. I really need the collective. So right. So I mean, that's one of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about is um, how much pitch is too much pitch. And I mean, I think you pretty much answered it. Basically, I guess when you bogging the motor, right? When 
when your power system can't hold up to the amount of pitch you give it at full climb out, um, I, I think that's when it's too much pitch, regardless of whatever your number is, right? Now, you can do things to run more pitch. I mean, you can change the pinion. You're going to change the head speed that you're getting pitch. Right, yeah. head speed, right. You, know, there's, there's, you can play around. There's all kinds of formulas out there. I mean, um, there's stuff online with, you know, if you run this pinion with this main gear and these blades, and it's, I mean, there's a whole host mm-hmm. of things. I feel like with the newer generation of helicopter pilots, it's like, um, you know, and I'm probably one of them. It's it's like, how much pitch you're running, how much head speed you're running, you know, that kind of like mentality. Where okay, well, if I'm bogging, I might as well gear it up and run a higher head speed so that I can run that same 13 degrees of pitch or whatever it is. But I think you know, you you've been in it so long that you have it with the mentality of like, it's not about numbers, it's about feel. And it's about consistency. And and that's, I think, what people need to realize and go back to is that it's the consistency of the helicopter. You know, and yeah, you change. You right. Know, the, the, the motor resistance changes. The, uh, mm-hmm. It the breaks in more and everything. Motor's right. going to lose compression over time. Okay. And it's, you know, it's just things change. So you, you're going to have to adjust at some point. You know, mm-hmm. like when we pulled the 91 out of the original N7, that motor was hurting. And, yeah. uh, you know, that last couple flights down at South Jersey, I was like, look, stop flying it because we're just going to break it. You know, right. I, I can, I can hear something's going on in there. And, uh, it was, it was a piston getting ready to fail. And, uh, mm-hmm. you could see it. You could see it and how it was flying, what it was doing, the power that it was losing. Now, when we went to the 105 and we broke that motor and then flew it, my son was like, wow. It's like, I didn't realize how much power the old engine was losing versus, you know, I mean, one. but but it is also a 105. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, the 91 that I had in there was was pretty good. That thing made uh, made made good horsepower, but you know the 105 was brand new. So it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, bigger, bigger and also brand new. And yeah, you know. I think Nick Lynn said the same thing. You don't concentrate on numbers. Yeah, I concentrate on how it feels for no, well, you. That's and... why I'm, I'm that's why I'm always asking you guys. It's like, well, how does it feel? What's it doing? Right. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't care what kind of blades you have on it. I, you know, whatever. It's, you know, we can make it fly just as good with just about anything. It's just a matter of tweaking the numbers a little bit. And it's only a couple percent that you're changing. Yeah. It's not a whole lot. When you really look at it in the grand scheme of things, the amount that you change your values, you're like, yeah, that won't do anything. And then you go fly it and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. You went from <laughs> 90 to 60 or 90 to 80 rather. <laughs> not even. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know? Uh, and the other thing is too, you don't be afraid to change the stuff. So don't be afraid to change that value. You know. So yeah, I think that's one of the things you told me early on when we met. It's like, oh well, you know, when you're tuning, change it drastically. Like, see what yeah, see the what, other see end what it does. does. That's, that's right. the other thing that Nick said. Yeah. yeah. You have yeah. that. You have those three flight modes. You know, change one of them and and see what it's like. Yeah. Somebody, yep. somebody says, "Well, you think this hell you'll pull 15 degrees of pitch?" I was like, "I don't know. Let's see." <laughs> So, yeah. So, and then you try it, and you're like, yeah, nope, not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing that, you know, how you're saying everything wears in, and people also need to think about is that, like, well, you know, batteries and, I mean, not batteries, but uh, motors and ESCs don't, probably don't wear as much as, you know, batteries do. Like, batteries are big. Like, they sag over, you know, time, and they, they sag harder and harder, and they, you know, you get that. 
you know, you get my V control yelling at me saying that it's 3.3 volts, you know, like <laughs> it's, um, Start the battery I, quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like I've, I've had my X Novas and hobby wings and I've had like my 380 or, or, um, oxys. I've had well over a hundred flights. No problems. Really. I don't feel any power difference in that, especially if I get like fresh packs or, or the packs have decent, you know, very low cycles on it. But when I put those older packs in, I really noticed a difference, you know. And that's oh, when yeah. I was like, Oops, "Oh man, am I running too much pitch? Like, should I lower my pitch? You know, maybe, maybe it is something you want to retune if all your batteries are getting a little saggy, right? Like, you know, all your batteries are getting old and tired. Cool. Let's talk about nitro tuning because this is a this is something that I'm very interested in learning. Um, I think. Yeah, I, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of like less than five year, you know, maybe less than say three years in the hobby or five years in the hobby. We don't start on nitro anymore. It's not, it's not back in the eighties and nineties where you basically were, there was nothing else but nitros. You had to learn nitros. You had to learn to tune, uh, you know, a, a living, breathing motor. You know, nowadays you slap a couple wires together and you solder here and there and boom, you have this crazy amount of power set up. But, you know, I kind of worked backwards, right? I, I went with the electric. I had my fun with all these crazy power helis, and, and I'm still going to have fun with it. But I want to I wanna dabble into nitro. So, yes, I got the 700 nitro, and I need to learn how to tune because, um, you know, it's something that I want to be able to learn and, and also pass down the knowledge to the next person that buys a nitro that's never flown one, Kevin. Um, <laughs> nitro plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nitro plane, that's fine. Nitro plane, planes, Sally's, you know, I mean, it's a little different, I guess, because planes, you can tune on the bench. You can, you know, you can put it on one of those uh, benches that, that hold the wings and you can throttle up, right? You could go full throttle and see how it sounds, how it's doing. You can't get anywhere near a helicopter when it's pulled up. So Is that what that bench is for? I thought I was just sitting on it. No, I so thought it was just for, no. I thought it was just I for breaking in motors and just sitting there. The whole time. Full throttle. <laughs> Full throttle. The whole time for a whole gas tank. 12-minute flight. Well, you you guys are in a good position because years ago when we were running the OS61WC, stands for world champion, um, mm. that motor was at best marginal in the helis. The helis were heavy, weren't very efficient. They had a fly bar, just sucked up some of that horsepower. And, um, it, you know, you had to, you had to have them tune really good to have an okay flight so it was it was very difficult and there was nobody around to tell us how to do it it was just it was trial and error you know it was like you know hey let me change that it's like oh, nope that didn't work i can't <laughs> nope. start it now you know so yeah. you know and uh we were trying different fuels the fuel consistency was bad um you didn't have you know we were running fox glow plugs that we're running in our air Airplanes that you get two, three right. points out of them at best. Um, there were no governors. Our, our exhaust was the governor. Okay, you mm -hmm. run a two pipe on it, and that would govern the, the engine speed. Um, you know, by today's standards, uh, nitro is simple. I mean, it, it really is now. Yeah. So, well, Steve, I got a question. Before you even go into the tuning stuff, like, is how? many of those glow plugs are you supposed to go through i mean what's what's normal do you still go through them rob when you guys fly on the weekends or 
Oh, once you no, get the motor broken no. in, you're you're usually once pretty you good. get that motor broken in, and uh, you know you've you've got the mixture. You got a three needle carb now, so you're really not going lean at any point, um, and you're not going to kink the coil that's in the plug. Okay, um, okay. It, you really don't go through much. If I go through one or two plugs a year, that's a lot. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, it's not it's not much at all. I'm running Byron Rotor Rage in the 105, 22.5%, and uh, OS number eight plugs. Um, you know, it's it, 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 that combination seems to work very well in the 105. So I, I really like it. And, uh, you know, pretty much the only time I ever go through a plug is if I forget to turn my glow driver off. So, <laughs> you know, and that, that'll, that'll, that'll burn it up a little bit. So, and then I'll be like, oops. So, oh, okay. That's my error. That's nothing to do with uh, parts or anything like that. So, right. so you don't go through that much. In the beginning, you can because you're fiddling with the mixture and maybe you go a little bit too lean. You know, you're, you're trying to get a little bit of extra power out of it because you're running too much pitch. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it's, you know, that, that kind of the pitch thing and the engine thing come together, you know? Yeah. That yeah. Cool. Nice. Now, wait till you try it, Kevin. You'll get it. what do you tune first right so you need to set up an idle right i think that's right off the bat you need to kind of set your idle so that the engine doesn't stall because that's a pain in the butt (laughs) got a a couple things that you have to address first is the motor new okay right let's say it has a brand new motor like you're breaking in you're then you got to tune it right so there it's you know factory settings Mm -hmm. run it Hopefully, hopefully it stays running. Maybe with a little extra throttle, you know, put right. in there in the the idle, and hopefully you can get you know a couple of tank pulls through it. And it's probably not going to run that great. Maybe it's stalling a little here and there. You got to start it a couple times. You have to get through that. You have to get through through the tightness of the new motor. Okay. Right. Once I'm through that, maybe a half a gallon. Um, then I'm looking for idle. Okay. Typically, the idle setting from the factory is pretty good. You usually don't have to touch it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if the motor's got some time on it, or you know, if yours was, I think uh, the one you got was rebuilt, right? Yes. So probably probably had a piston and a sleeve put in it and a, and a ring, but we mm-hmm. don't know how long ago. So maybe you got to tweak that needle a little bit. What I noticed on yours is when I got there, if you saw the how the needle on the one ninety one sits it was it was twisted probably about 15 degrees to the lean side which kind of put up a red no, flag it, was, it's like, right, it wasn't that far know. out i had i reset it to yes. i reset, reset it to it, neutral reset yeah. it straight neutral. i know the picture so, you i showed you when when you were explaining yeah, that the day before pictures, so, that, that was um, i didn't but that day I, I got a screwdriver from kevin and i was like let me set this back to zero i closed all of the needles and went two clicks two full rotations out which is factory settings on the 91. I'm typically looking to, to establish an idle with a factory setting on the main needle. If it's got a three needle carb, uh, like yours and like the 105, um, I'll just put them at what the factory room recommends and I'll just leave them. That's only going to affect your hover. Um, so, you know, it doesn't really come into play right away. Um, so I get to get it to where I got a reliable idle, then I'll fly it. See how it feels. See visually what kind of smoke's coming out of the exhaust. You should have mm-hmm. a, a nice steady plume of smoke. Um, if you have a temp gun, take a couple temp readings on the head 
the motor, see what it's doing. Okay. Yep. Take it on the back plate, see if it's, you know, that'll tell you whether it's running lean or rich. We put the temp probe on for the, uh, for the Neo, um, and that's fantastic. Um, so at least you're getting yep. real time information, you know? So I'm watching temperature, I'm watching smoke, and I'm listening, listening to how that motor sounds. Um, now you're just getting into, you know, nitro. So the difference between how a motor sounds when it's four cycling and two cycling, you're probably not going to hear that. Okay. Um, and, and that's just a, a matter of how it sounds. Uh, if it's four cycling, it's probably a little bit on the rich side and it's just a different sound that it makes. It, it almost, almost sounds like it has valves instead of, you know, instead of porting. So, okay. uh, that's just an experience thing. That's just, you know, 30, 35 years of messing around with these things. That's where I start. It seems to work pretty good. I've tuned a lot of motors in the last year at the events where I'm just walking up to guys and I'm being like, can I help you? Because it's running bad, you know? Oh, and, fun. Yeah, you know? There were a couple of them where the balance was off between the low and the high and they weren't coming up to speed right. And then when they did come up to speed, you could hear it missing um, as far as uh, the smoothness of the engine. Like maybe it was too rich. Um, sure. And it was just like, once you fix that and you get that motor running smooth, everything changes. Now the whole helicopter reacts to everything just changes. So, so uh, let's talk about the, uh, the low idle and or the low needle and the high needle and then how they're relational to each other because that's this is something new that I that you taught me about it is you know as you're yeah. leaning out the high you have to now adjust the the low needle so why don't we kind of go over that once once you've got a mixture established there's um you know I came from the automotive field and there's a thing called stoichiometric mixture hmm? I think I'm saying it wrong it's uh it's or volumetric efficiency they talk about. And it's how much air and how much fuel are coming into that motor. Okay. And pretty much on a, a gasoline driven engine uh, or gasoline fired engine, 14.7 pounds of air to one pound of fuel is a, a, a very good mixture. Okay. Um, in the model airplanes, they talk about it a little bit different. They up it to 15 uh, to one and they do grams. So 15 grams of air to one gram of fuel. That's the mixture that they're looking for. And that's right. a balance between the low needle and the high. Okay? So if you have your two fingers pointing at each other and you got a gap in between them, you're looking for that gap to be right around 15 to 1 air-fuel ratio. Okay? okay? That's hard to find. You have to play around with the low and the high. Okay? And you'll know when you get it because you can hear it. You can hear it in the motor. If I tune my motor to run bad and fly my helicopter, you'll be like, wow, that sounds weird. And then I retune it to run good, you'll be like, ah, now I get it. Okay, I can hear the difference, right? right. Once you have that air fuel established, then you can take those needles and move them around. Maybe you have not enough fuel on the low end, okay, and it's stalling, and maybe you have too much fuel and it's stalling, you can start moving them. And what I mean by that is when you fly the helicopter and you climb it out, you'll hear that motor. Is it making good power? Is it, does it start to miss? Does it bog? So if you lean the top end by okay, screwing that needle in, you'll want to do, do the opposite to the low end so you keep that 
efficiency. That gap. Right. Okay. So you can move that gap all around on the inside of the carburetor, but you want to always keep that at roughly. They, they talk about 15 to 1, anywhere from 14 to 1 to 15 to 1. 14 to 1 being on the rich side, 15 to 1 being on the, on the lean side. Okay. I'm trying not to go back to my, my automotive days, you know, when, when, uh, when we were rebuilding carburetors and everything, because I, I got involved in that in, uh, you know, in the early 1980s before fuel injection and all that was around. So, right. um, so when we started talking about, uh, these two stroke engines and how they ran, it clicked right in my mind. It's like, Oh, I know, I know exactly what I have to do, you know? So, right. and, and now you coming into it with no experience, you're like, huh? Like what? <laughs> what is this? You know? Right. So the low end, start with that for the idle. Fly the helicopter just like we did the other day, and then we were then we were toying around with leaning it, we were toying around with riching it to try to find where it actually made the best power. And we were also looking at temperature. Yeah, temperature, smoke content, like how much smoke, smoke content, and then also the sound of the engine, right? Because yep. as you get an engine that's running nicer like it's happier it sounds smoother it doesn't yes. doesn't make like gargling noises no. or like you know obviously pinging noises is bad because that's that means you're detonating and you're running very low uh fuel but it, it almost starts to lean hump, like yeah right right mm -hmm. and, and you can hear it you want to hear the power coming on you know so right. the motors run at one constant speed as you load the head up whether it's negative or positive you're going to open that carburetor up to increase torque. Okay. You're not increasing speed. Motor's going to run at 16,000 RPM all the time. So when you load that head up, the carb opens and it's not speeding the motor up. It's, it's just giving it that power. It's giving it more torque to keep those blades. It sounds simple in ways, you know, and what mm -hmm. happens though is when you get into a motor that has a problem. Okay. And you think it's mixture and it's not, maybe it's a little low on compression. Maybe the wind, the wind thing is a little bit worn. Maybe you got a bearing that's got too much play in it or right. maybe you got, you know, something, something going on on the inside. And here you are trying to tune it, thinking it's mixture and you can't get it and you're not going to get it because you got to go into the motor and find out what's going on. That's where it gets a little sticky. You know, I've seen guys spend mm -hmm. a lot of time. Buying different fuel, different plugs, and tuning, and right. I can't get it right. And it's like oh, that motor sounds hurt. Sounds like it was hot started. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, <laughs> so, so okay. So you know the way I picture low and high needle relations is that you you know you basically have a scale, right? You have your your say that you have the two points, and the points between them stay relative. Like once you find that good range, they oh. stay relatively in the same distance apart, but they will go up and down that scale together a little bit, you know, to yep. one side or the other side. Now, <clears throat> so then let's say, okay, you got your high side tuned up pretty well. You know, your idle's good. It's, you know, it's not running lean. It's not shutting the engine off or revving up when you go into um, your idle mode, right? When you go to like motor idle or you hit um, throttle hold per se. You know, you're not getting that like, right? It's not revving up or anything. It's not getting too much or too little gas. And that, that you know, the motor sounds good. Where does the middle needle come into play then? That middle needle is going to come into play for hover. 
that's just going to give you, you're going to be able to lean that or, or, or richen the hover a little bit just to smooth that engine out. At, at hover, it's kind of in between. You know, it's not an island, okay? And it's not, it doesn't have to make all this power to climb out. So right. they came out with a, a third needle and uh, it just kind of balances that mid-range. The other the other thing that I noticed on the mid-range needle is um, it'll help with your transition. Okay, yes. it'll help that transition from from idle to fly. Okay, um, and that also comes into play when you're doing some uh, some aggressive like 3D, like you're doing some. I've seen these guys doing pirouetting, uh, rolling TikToks. That takes an enormous amount of power. That motor's got to be running perfect. Okay, and most of the guys that I've seen doing those are doing them with electric. Yeah. I don't see people doing those with nitro, but uh, I'm sure there's some out there. So. you got great governors now, too. I mean, right. you know. <laughs> that's, that's another thing. that Now you have, like, your V-Bar Gov, uh, V-Bar Nitro Gov saying, okay, well, give it a little more, give it a little less. And it's, you know, if you actually look at the instructions for the um, Nitro Gov, it is a curve. You, you know, your throttle yeah. is set as a curve. It's not a flat line like, you know, you would set on uh, electric. So, and you can see it. Like, if I, you know, with the motor off and I just kind of play with, like, the different flight modes and put the, you know, go full collective, the egg collective, you'll see that, the, you know, the throttle servo is moving and it goes from full throttle to mid and back up. Yeah. From what I've he's, read he's, and heard, the, the mid-tuning is heavily on, like, Whenever you're passing that middle of the stick, right, in the collective, um, yep. when you're, you're doing TikToks, right, you're, you're positive, negative, positive, negative, you're going back and forth. When you're in that range, that's one way of, I guess, tuning in mid is to to do a TikTok and see if your motor is, you know, varying. Right. When you're, coming, when you're coming through that range, is that motor leaning? Right, is leaning it, out or being rich. Yeah, you know, and, and that, that to me, when I'm looking at that is – that's a lot of my ears. I'm listening to that. You yeah. Know, like people, people say, Hey, can you take a look at my helicopter? Cause the motor's not running right. And I'll be like, all right, go ahead and fly it. And I'm looking down at the ground. I'm not looking at the transmitter. I'm not looking at the heli. I mean, at first I'm going to look at it, see what kind of smoke it is. I'm right. Exhaust. But I'm really, I'm really concentrating on what it sounds like. Right. Um, you know, picking up cues. Is it, uh, is it pinging? Is it too lame? Mean? Is it, you know, do I have a mechanical noise? Can I hear a whine like a bearing going bad? You know, okay. you get a you get a a, a rear bearing going bad in in, uh, in some of these big motors, and you get some play in that. It's it's going to affect how the crankshaft sits. It's, it's, it can make them can rob a lot of horsepower, is what it can do. And here you are trying to tune it out when you got a mechanical issue. Right. So uh, it can get frustrating. Let me ask you, what 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 would you say like? You know, if you got your motor tuned right and, and you take care of it, it never goes lean and never, you know, like over like floods or whatever. I don't know if that's even bad for a motor, but over uh, flood, like if you flood the motor, you know, like if you overfuel it, I was going to say, but it flood came out. That's like more than level. Yeah, it's, it's 125. <laughs> um, what is, <laughs> you know, like. What what do you what's the general life expectancy of a of a nitro motor? We, you know, it, it could be very general. It could be a range. You know, that's going to come back to how you fly it. Um, you know, are you are you flying it hard? I mean, uh, I've I've seen guys put uh, fifty gallons through a motor. 
That's a lot mm-hmm. of flying. Um, and, and they're still flying good, you know? Again, where are you flying? Are you flying in, in a real high temperature, high humidity? You know, that's, that's going to play an effect on it. Um, sure. Did you fly the, did you fly it hard all summer and then just put it away? You know, and you've got, uh, you know, moisture, alcohol in the fuel is going to pull moisture in. Okay. Okay. And it's going to, it's going to get all over everything on the inside. And I'm not talking like week to week, but you know, end of the, end of the summer, yeah, you're right. like, it's below 50 degrees. I ain't going flying. You put your helicopter away. You're going to want to put afterrun oil on it or, or pull the backing plate out, coat it with transmission fluid, the bearings, you know, uh-huh. stuff like that to try to keep them in the best shape, uh, you can keep it. Yeah. So, right, right. I mean, I've, uh, this guy down at, uh, HOD last year, a brand new, spanking new 105. He's like, I can't start it. The clutch is locked up. It wasn't the clutch that was locked up. It was the connecting rod that was broken in two pieces. The what was broken? Sorry. Connecting rod between the crank oh. shaft and the penny and the piston. Right. Two pieces and brand new motor. Yeah. Wow. It's, it, and it was, and it was, it was running. It was flying. It made a funny noise. And quit, and uh, you know, here it is. You know, catastrophic failure. Um, that was probably a defect, you know, something from the factory. So I mean, uh, OS took care of it for him, but you know, it, it's right. it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. I've got uh, I've got a couple motors that I had on my P thirty eight. They're Fox forty sixes. Okay. They're probably thirty years old, and they run fantastic. Wow. So nice, you know, age, age wise, you want to know how long they're going to last in years, how many gallons, how many flights. It's, it's mm-hmm. a whole, you know, whole big ballgame there where uh, you could argue with that for days. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. It's like, how long is my motor going to last? Take the best care of it that you can. It should, it's, I would expect at least 20 or 30 gallons. Okay. You know, I mean, is that 20, 30 gallons it. before you need to rebuild it? You know, like if yeah, it's a brand it, new motor and you took care of it and your tune is good and, you know, you never let yeah. the motor like go bad, you know, yeah. like have a bad experience, I it, guess. You could say. The biggest thing that'll, the biggest thing that'll hurt it is a, is a mechanical failure, uh, like a mechanical failure from it running too lean for some reason. Maybe you got a, a, a clunk in the tank that's not picking up or you okay. got a small crack in one of your fuel lines, fuel line maintenance. That's a big one. Uh, you get a, you get air introduced into some, some of the fuel lines, or maybe a filter with a O-ring sealed with a filter screwed together, and that motor right. goes lean on you, and you know you don't get it down in the ground quick enough. You could put, uh, you know, what I equate to ten gallons through it in thirty seconds. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> so it's things that could happen. So, but huh? most of the motors are. I mean, these motors today. They're made. Tolerances, the, the machines are being made on, they're just fantastic. You know? So nice. even even the fuel, I could tell you some of the fuel that I used to use, I would use as weed killer, okay, instead of um sure. airplane. Um and today's stuff is just very consistent. You used to pull out one gallon and be like, Wow, this thing's running great. And then you pull out the next gallon and you're like, What happened? It's like, is there moisture in the fuel? Is it, uh, you know, is the oil content maybe not the same? So I plan on flying year round. 
And flying year-round, we're going to go from basically 30, 40-degree weather all the way up to 80, 90, 100-degree weather, you know, being in the Northeast here. Um, how how much different can I expect, to, you know, with the air density and the heat? Will I need to be like, okay, it's 40 degrees today. Here, it's tuned, it's good, it's flying good. But then, you know, as it gets progressively warmer and we get a hot day, you know, do you retune? Do you, you know, maybe leave it out? Ever, uh, the only time I ever retuned is um, I had a friend that lived out in Colorado, and I used to go out there and visit him a Altitude? Lot, okay? Altitude. Altitude, yeah. yeah. I did some flying up at uh, up at a club in Breckenridge, Colorado, that was at almost 11,000 feet. Yeah. Uh, um, that needed some tuning, no doubt. Um, but the rest of it, like, we're down at the... Uh, you know, a real hot fun fly would be Helly's over Delaware. You know, you're down right along the water. It's really humid. It's in August and it's hot. And, uh, I, I didn't touch the needle this. The motor stayed fine. It, it ran, it probably ran 20 degrees warmer than it would normally run. But, right. uh, I, that's nothing. You know, I didn't, uh, I didn't really have to touch anything on it. That wasn't even my 105. I didn't have that then. We were running, uh, an OS 50 in, uh, my TZ. Okay. Uh, didn't really seem to care, you know. Now during the during the winter, it felt more potent. It made more power. You know, the air is more dense. It's cooler, right. um, so it made more power. But I didn't uh, I didn't do any adjustments or anything like that. So it all stayed the same. So. Okay, but I mean, but be mindful, though, right? Like if you're tuned pretty, um, if you're on the on edge, the edge of, that, right. of, that, of, that, of that lean. You know, like right. you really hot get every last little bit. Huh? Yeah, I, I would, I, I would be watching and maybe riching it up on a, on a really hot day. You know, so it doesn't. Uh, well, it's a really hot, hot day or it's a really cold day. Like, so if it's on the edge on a on a hot weather, like if I were to get this helicopter during the summertime and and I tune it and everything's good and it's like tuned on the edge, then when the the winter comes, that's when the air is so much denser, right? So I would yeah, have to rich it up. There's more molecules of air in the cold, in the cold, oh. the density, altitude, and there, there's a lot of factors that come into play with that. But okay. yes, during the winter time, um, you know, back in the car days when we used to race, yeah. when the when the air got colder, we jetted up, we gave it more fuel. Yeah. So you the air got out. hotter. We okay. took, yeah. So you know, it's uh depends on what it does, and it, again, it's it, what's the motor doing? Is it making the same compression it was making? You know, there's there's a lot of factors there. All right, all right. Um, I mean, I think that's about all I had for this. I know we're we're running pretty late now. So, <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> so I guess you know, uh, nitro nitro stuff is a uh, it's, it's an art form, really. It uh, right it takes it a is. while to get the hang of it, you know. But again, the other thing that I said earlier is don't be afraid to make a change. Yeah. Yeah. So try it, see how it does. I, I equate nitro and learning to fly into nitro to be something where like, um, can I be an apprentice? Like, you know, like, can, you know, can you yeah. take me under your wing and like, you know, show me the ways? Because it's something that it's, yeah, I could read and watch videos all I want about it, but really like I need someone to, you know, not just like show me what to do or tell me what to do, but like when I'm doing something and I'm changing something and I'm flying and, like something changes, be able to be like, oh, wait, did you hear that? 
because I probably yes. wouldn't have noticed yep. it, yep. you know. And it's good, and I think that comes from experience, right? So that's something that, like, you know, you took a long time to learn. You're definitely teaching your son how to do it, you know. And it's like you're kind of passing that like skill set. So yep. it's awesome. Yeah, you know, he's he's uh, you know, he wants to just grab the heli and go fly. It's like here, Dad, it's not doing something right. It's like no, you know, you gotta you gotta try to figure it out. What's it doing? What the, what noise was it making? How much right. fuel is it going through? Did you notice that it's going through the tank faster or slower? Okay. That's a big thing. Like, uh, you know, the Synergy N7, I run about eight minutes on a tank of gas. A tank of gas. Right. A tank of, a tank of a nitro. Well, um, if all of a sudden my flight times are now six minutes, what changed? You know, my needles didn't change. Right. So right. what changed? Do I have a leak somewhere? You know? Yeah. Um, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, you just got to watch, 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 listen, watch, listen, pay attention for sure. Exactly. Hmm. Cool. All right. Uh, all right. Let's move it on to the news. Hey, and Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Yeah. Say, hey, Kevin, you going to get a nitro? I don't know, <laughs> man. They seem kind of complicated. <laughs> but that's the joy of it, right? Like, we don't fly helicopters because they're easy and simple to fly. We fly them because they're hard and they're cool. And there's that, that little bit of struggle, I guess. To overcome? I think I'm just going to get a sound kit for one of my planes. That sounds like <laughs> a nitro. That's it. Uh, Done. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like those free wing or uh, FMS, you know, P-51s. <laughs> it's all electric. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. exactly. Yep. Hey, Kevin, when would you put a radial engine in that scale fuselage? <laughs> so it got some cool sounds out of this. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think eventually Kevin will. I mean, I know you said you were interested in getting a nitro for uh, a plane, right? Not yeah, down the road. Yeah. yeah, I actually wanted to do four-stroke gas or something like that. So years ago, when we were flying out in Colorado, when we was, when we just started really getting into the bigger motors, the OS came out with an OS seventy for a helicopter. We wanted to tune it. So what we did there was a big sign out there. We strapped the helicopter to the top of the sign, which was about six feet up. Oh, boy. Okay? And then we put on a leather jacket and a motorcycle helmet, and we ran the helicopter up full, full tilt, okay? And we got underneath the sign, and we reached up to the needles, and we were tuning it as it was running. Because, you know, you tune an airplane engine yeah. at full throttle. Okay? So we figured, well, why not do that? Um, I would never, ever do that again. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, boys and girls do not do that do not strap your heli <laughs> and try to go underneath it and you know change needles here and there oh we did such such stupid things it was amazing <laughs> yeah so. i wouldn't recommend doing that yeah right <laughs> all right so let's let's move it along news and announcements what do we got ama east see caucus new jersey yes Saturday, that, right? That will be when this comes out. Uh, that will be today, starting today. Yeah, eleven a.m. to five p.m. Saturday, ten a.m. to five p.m. and Sunday, ten to four. So, if you want to come down and meet uh, Kevin and I, come Saturday. Come down Saturday, and we'll find you. Yeah, well, you'll find us. I think Kevin, we should both wear your Kevin shirt. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Or, or you could wear it and I could wear the free fall shirt. I don't know. Whichever way you want to do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, 
That'd be funny. Yeah, if you're in the Northeast area, um, I know this. This used to be called the Ram Show. W R A M S, I believe. Right, Rams yeah. or Ram? Ram Show. Uh, Ram Show. No S. No S. W R A M. Westchester something. Whatever, but uh, yeah, Amy has fully taken over it. I, I heard, and you know, I know Urchit's gonna be there, or the the folks that organize Urchit, but they they put some, I don't know, Facebook post out or something saying come by and check out some helicopters and stuff. So I'm kind of interested in seeing that. Should be pretty cool. Um, cool. You know, our standard vendors. You know, we're gonna, you know, Horizon Hobbies, couple of the the hobby shops. You know, will be there. Um, and that's, that's in the general area with the little, with the stores. Um, who else is there? RA course, right? Yeah, he'll be there. He'll be there. Luke's RC will probably be there. Luke's RC, yeah. Hopefully Foam Tech Pete. Hopefully we'll see Foam Tech Pete. And, uh, I don't know if Dan from Laser Toys is going to be there. Maybe now that Maybe he's, now uh, that closer. He's relocated, yeah. 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 That'd be pretty cool. He's a, New, he's a New Jersey resident now, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. I'm not sure what part, but, uh, yeah, I want to. I need to get some servos for that. They're a revolver, so hopefully maybe I can get some good deals. And now maybe if uh, if I don't buy a motor from Pete, you know they do have a swap meet in that back little cove area. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Um. So maybe I can find a deal there. But yeah, we'll be there Saturday. Come say hi, shake our hand. Hey. Or don't. <laughs> you just stare at us from afar. It's okay. All right. Any other news and announcements? No, not that I had had seen. Uh, Let's move it on. Oh boy. What's next for you in the hobby? Let's move it on now. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Oh, you go first. You go first, Kevin. You're falling asleep. No, 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 no. Guess first. Guess first. (laughs) Guess first. I like that. Okay. All right. So we're going to fly through this one, right? AMA Expo this weekend. That's next for me. Immediately next. Okay. Um, I'm in the process of getting my truck and my trailer ready for all the trips that I have scheduled, being Fredericksburg, Urcha, Ellie's over Delaware, your guys' event, that's coming up, right? Yeah. Yep. So, um, so I got I got to get that all done. I got tires and just all that garbage. We're going to tow it all over the place. So um, I was approached by my one of my friends, Mark, who flies up at Weiwei Honda. He wants to learn how to fly Ellie's, but he nice. doesn't own it. 
Okay. So he's an airplane pilot. He's a jet pilot. So I, I sat down with him and I said, listen, I'll use my 500, my radio. I'll teach you how to fly as long as you'll let me borrow your turbine jet so I can get my turbine label. He's like, (laughs) he's like, he's like, deal. I was like, woohoo. So that's coming up. Um, hopefully we're flying Sunday, right? That's the plan. on Sunday, so I think that's going to be an awesome day. I was looking at the weather, but it's a little far out to really make a decision. Yeah. Weather right now. Um, yeah. Also looking at starting up another heli club local. Been looking for yes. Been looking for a field. If anybody out there has any property, uh, that would be great. But uh, we'll find something. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm also thinking about adding a possible glider certification to my pilot's license. Oh wow! Um, I went glider flying a couple weeks ago, and I think I got booked. So, but you know, not going to buy a glider or anything like that. But I'd like to go fly one, and I'm going to get my forty percent extra ready to fly and bring it down, and uh, we'll put that big one up at your field too. Those guys will love that. Oh, well, that so, that way, wait, at our field was that field is it's it's a decent size, but I don't plenty. know if it's that big. Plenty, plenty. Are you going to make it really? <laughs> are you going to make it real tail heavy so that you could just harry it slowly everywhere? <laughs> Nope, nope. That plane, that plane flies like a foam. You guys can both fly it if you want. It's uh, it's so gentle. It's it's really nice. Cool. It's just big. We might have to uh, buddy box. Really what do you big. what do you fly with that? Is that Spectrum or Futaba? That or is that is going to get a V bar in it. It is. Ooh, so then we could definitely buddy box with V controls. Yes. That's that's this... going to get a Neo. So. Yeah, I want I want to <laughs> fly that. Yes. So that'll awesome. be a lot of fun. That'll be crazy. Big. Yes. Like a monster yeah, that's going to be awesome. huge. So it's like it's a lot of fun. So we'll definitely we'll be we'll we'll buddy box everybody on that thing. So <laughs> you're looking to start a new heli club? I might know a couple of guys that fly yep. helicopters. Just I a couple. Think so. I, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, it's it, it's time. You know, it's it's time to do something that's just dedicated for helicopters. So I feel like we need something in this area, and there's enough pilots, enough friends that we know at least that. I think um, you know we would have a, a decent membership there. Yeah, yeah. very. Uh, I, I'd like to do something uh, very laid back and just having fun. Uh, kind of like South Jersey, fun. but North Jersey, yep. you know, right? Yep. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that's uh, been talking about it for a while, and now it's it's uh, it's just like God, why didn't we do this? You know, five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? so, yep. Cool. cool. All right. Who's next? Kevin? <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I'm in search of a Neo for the Goblin 380. Uh, everything's kind of... I got to do a couple of little things here and there on some helicopters. And then I want to work on the storage a little bit more. Yes, get that plane. And I also want to put that freaking Sequoia together that I have all those parts for and uh, get 4S going on that. One of these days I'll get to that. But cool. yeah, I got a couple things I'm working on. That's a, really about it, man. I really didn't bust anything up, so yeah. I, don't, I don't really have to fix a lot of stuff, which is cool. Nice. But that's it, man. All right, I guess I'll go next. All right, so yeah, AMA East on Saturday, Sun uh, Sunday fly, fly to Nitro. Um, I want to, you know, kind of get it, just put a couple more, you know, tanks through, finish off the. The rest of the half gallon that I have left, 
and I have another gallon. So then, hopefully, with the the rest of the half gallon, start tuning it a little bit more, making sure everything's breaking in nice and seating nice, um, and just fly at least a half gallon worth. And then I gotta fix the Synergy seven six six. Just I'm gonna redo the head, and I'm also redoing the tail. Just because they knocked, I want to make sure everything is good and there's nothing weird um, with it. So I'm going to do that. Uh, I have the Goblin 630 still to rebuild. I got a solder packs for the for my friends Protos Max V2. So actually, Rob, you have those packs, right? I do. I do okay. Have those. So I'll coordinate with you sometime uh, before this episode's released to pick up those packs from you and get that soldered up because I want to. If even if he doesn't, I'm gonna main this thing on this Sunday. <laughs> uh, I want to make sure it's good to go before I hand that over to him and and have him have a go at it. So the protos, uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, the so the 700 nitro, you know, like everything flew, everything was good. I did notice I'm missing one bolt. I ordered a bunch of bolts and um, couple of parts that I feel like it's gonna need. Like I bought a new um, clutch bell housing. Because the clutch felt a little loose when I was building it. So I figure um, for 17 bucks, might as well just replace it with a new clutch liner. Uh, so I got that and a couple of parts coming from Lower Heli. Uh, I know I'll get it before this podcast even comes out because Ken at Lower Heli really, you know, gets stuff out quick. Uh, besides that, I got to move the temperature probe because I know, Rob, you were mentioning that uh, we were getting some pretty high readings because I had the probe right on the top of the block where the combustion happens. And, um, you know, we're getting some high temps, but, you know, it was reading fine, right? When we were adding more fuel, it was, uh, yeah, the temperatures you, were you coming get, down. Uh, get a chance to check out, go on to VStabby and, uh-huh. uh, you know, just search up the, uh, the temp probe. They've yeah. got, uh, they got a, a pretty good article on, on exactly where to put it. Cool. Nice. Uh, yeah. I'll double check that out. Um, and then, yeah, and just kind of go over that 700 and, you know, make sure everything is secured again. And get it ready for Sunday. So, yeah, fly. Fly in some helis. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, let's do a wrap Keeping up Kevin then. Up. Hmm? Keeping Kevin up. Yeah. <laughs> it's way past his bedtime. It's like three hours past his bedtime. Well, I had to do a service call before we did the podcast. And um, I don't know. I sat in a ton of traffic. Oh, what yeah. should have took me 45 minutes each way. It took me like an hour and a half one way, an hour and a half, probably about double that. So, yeah, so I'm beat. Yeah. This is one of the first times recording. Like, I'm literally really, really tired. Like, even so, worse than, than the other time we recorded where I didn't have that much sleep. I mean, I don't know why. I think it's all the driving I did. Are we going to get some poetry? No. Ah. <laughs> all right so let's, you're gonna get let's, me drooling on my desk pretty soon <laughs> we'll get you snoring in a minute <laughs> yeah all right let's do a wrap-up then all right man yeah wrap let's it up wrap it up all right so facebook likes we are at 495 which is plus 11 from last week oh my we god we are on the brink of hitting 500 um so yeah let's uh cue the music and go through the names all right, we have. Oh yeah, I'm gonna mess this up. Let me bring this a little closer to my face. I'm old. Brent Fraley, Carwan yeah. Nuri, Grant Neal, Keith Williams, Jacob Davis, our friend Chris Nutt. I knew that. What's up, Chris? Yeah. 
Uh, we have Jorge Aguilar. Oh, and, and, and we have this guy. Ah, oh, man, this guy. Oh, really? Really? The last one there. Oh. I know. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Man. He's probably he's sitting a, upstairs he's going, a, oh, get on the podcast. He's, <laughs> a, he's, a, he's a bit of a punk sometimes. No. <laughs> we have Rob's son, Devin McClellan. I've known you and and Devin for what now? I mean, not not long, obviously. You know, we met at that fun fly. When was that fun fly? Like six months. Six months yeah, ago. say six months ago. Six and months ago. And he's finally liking a podcast. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Devin. He just liked it tonight. <laughs> I know, just liked it because I think Rob says <laughs> we shamed we shamed him into it. We shamed him into it. We, we bullied him into it. <laughs> No, he had a look on his face when I said, you haven't liked him? And he's looking at me like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, thanks, everyone. Thanks for, for liking our page and following us. All right, Facebook comments. What do we got? Uh, we had a bunch of different comments, especially with the three videos you posted. Uh, with, oh, yeah. With the Nitro and then more with Rob helping out John. But... Uh, I didn't see anything specific um, or, or took any notes on anything this week. Uh, did you? Um, did you see anything? I mean, truthfully, I've been slacking. I mean, we've been getting know? a lot of just comments. It's just so much. We've been commenting back. It's, it hasn't been anything that I uh, that yeah, I saw Yeah, I mean, notification-wise, like, you know, if I leave Facebook for, like, say, four or five hours, like, I'm at work or something, I'll see, like, 30, 40 notifications for things. So it, yeah. gets, it gets crazy, but, I mean, you know. Don't don't get me wrong. I you know even if it's a little late, I will go through all of them. So I yeah, still yeah. I still go through all of them and then make comments. So so yeah, yeah, I do the same. Either leave a comment and we haven't mentioned it. You know, let us know and we'll mention it next time. But uh, thank you also for for taking the time for that. Uh, let's see, what do we have? Website comments. Or buddy Gina, she said um, she sent us an email via the website. About uh-huh. episode 62 with Joel Cashwell, and she said, uh, hey, guys, great episode. I had a blast listening to it. Made my whole day better. Uh, the outtakes at the end was a cool touch, too. You should do that more often. Hey, Chris, the new computer and Mike does make the flush more pronounced and clearer. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend. And happy oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, awesome. Gina. Thanks, yeah. Gina. <laughs> yeah, we were going back and forth with Gina because Chris posted a picture of himself wearing those headphones and she said something like uh does that mean the flush is going to be that much clearer or something uh-huh <laughs> yeah so of course awesome. he, he did that at the end of the episode yeah and we we try to do the outtakes I, I i try to do them and edit them out and it just depends it depends on you know what happens that night so sometimes we get some stuff sometimes yeah. we don't i, I still want to put like a best of uh, just in case one of us goes on vacation or, you know, can't make it or, you know, Christmas this year. Um, cause I got some stuff that, re- that nobody's heard yet. And there's some older stuff that I should, that I'd like, they're like rehash replay. Yeah, definitely. But thanks, Gina. Awesome. And thanks Thank everybody you. for the comments. Uh, let's see. Pop bean people. I think I left off with robbing ham, uh, started following us. But Ninja uh-huh. Dojo Experience started following us. Nice. Uh, just Fly Forward. Oh, no. Yeah, Just Fly Forward started following us. He must have because I haven't heard this that one yet. Um, okay. 
Oh, what the heck is this? Jeez. Service Solar Heart BSD tip uh, A2. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's like 0821225436333. Uh, start following us. Uh, Jay Easter's, Jay Easter's, JJ Easter, uh, 2220000 started following us. Random Bros started following us. CO Serangs started following us. Uh, all Jenners and Russell W's podcast or Russell W started following us. That guy just fly forward like the, our episode 62, keeping in touch with, or keeping you in charge with Joe Cashwell and Jerry Colburn liked episode 61, 62. Mike Welch liked episode 62. So thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, man, you can tell I'm tired. I'm screwing that all up. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, cool. Barely read it. Yeah. So uh, that's what I saw on Podbean. Nice. I didn't see any iTunes reviews this week, but thanks to everybody that has uh, sent us iTunes. All right. Drop us an iTunes review. Actually, before I do that, um, I just want to give a special shout out to uh, Dennis DeLai. Okay. Uh, you, dude, you're the man. If you need anything, let us know, okay? Um, uh, he he kind of, I don't know, I feel like he's, He's kind of just taking a step back. I don't know what happened. I didn't really dig deep into it. And, you know, when it becomes of, like drama and like this in our hobby, I kind of just ignore it and kind of don't really pay much attention to it. But I know he was dealing with some shit. So, you know, I think he's stepping down from being an admin of CP Heli group and Facebook. But, dude, stay strong. Do what you got to do. You know, if you need any help or, you know, you want to talk, you know, just just message me. All right. Yeah, cool. I don't know what was going on. Uh, some of the raffle or some shit, yeah. Yeah, I participated in the first one, and then I know there was some... I know there was something going on back and forth, but I didn't I didn't get a chance to participate or keep up with them, and, and so mm-hmm. I kind of lost it altogether. It seems like he was getting frustrated with, uh, with it, so... Yeah. Stay strong, and like I said, you know, we're here for you guys, all right? We're here for you. So uh, let's uh, do the outro here. Okay. Drop us an iTunes review, and we'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Facebook like us. Facebook.com. Facebook. Yeah. Um, now I'm getting tired. Whoa. <laughs> uh, like us on Facebook. Does that actually happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get a little delirious, too, but I just power through it. Oh, man. <laughs> get a little Eddie Murphy delirious? <laughs> little side note. Um. <laughs> Don't try to record an unboxing video of a new used helicopter you get at 2 o'clock in the morning after a long day. Oh, my because God. Because I was not making any sense in that <laughs> unboxing video for the Alliant T-Rex. I, I'm not going to publish it. Oh, no, dude, you got to. I got to see this <laughs> I'm thing I'm just now. like, woo, yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I got to uh, see that. Out there. <laughs> I'll, I'll make, maybe I'll make it private and and I'll I'll give you guys links to <laughs> yeah, it. But definitely. yeah, I don't I don't think I'm just like blabbering and I'm just like no no no. So then we show she she show show I'm just like what oh and, oh this looks good. <laughs> I'm just like I was just out of it. But <laughs> well, I gotta um, see that one. Yeah. So like us on Facebook, Facebook.com, Freefall RC Podcast. 
Uh, don't forget to check out our webpage, freefallrcpodcast.com. Say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. What's up, Chris? What's up, Chris? Hey, Chris. Chris is like, <laughs> I don't know, Rob. <laughs> Chris is like, I've fallen asleep twice during this episode. <laughs> He's like, yeah, right. uh, I, I remember his comment in Nitro. He was like, ah, oh, screw Nitro. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to Electric or something you're, you're like that. You're cleaning it like, up a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, you know, just charge and fly. <laughs> I stayed oh, awake boy. tonight because I've just been sniffing Nitro for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, flight test forums, off the field, audio and video production, other than flight test podcasts. And free for podcast sitting next to the FT community cast. Say hi to Nick. Hi, Nick. What's up, Nick? Hey, Patch on the mic. <laughs> they talked about us in great um, banter on the last podcast. Yes, I was just going to mention that I finished listening to the podcast today, and that's 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 another um, that's part of the reason why I started talking to Patrick today because I was like, you know, I got to the part where they were talking about uh, when you messaged them. Oh yeah. About about putting that uh bit in on uh on our show. You yeah, know, the yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. the little bit in James Cadiz's episode. Yeah. Um I don't think any of them listened to it because they were like, Oh, I hope you put it in I was like, Yes, we, we left it in there. <laughs> He's like, Oh, okay, great. You know, they're all happy about that we left it in there. So um But I didn't. I cut it out. Well you cut part of it out. I but cut you part left of it out. No, you left it in there though, right? Yeah. I left at very, the end. Very end, yeah. Yeah. It just, <laughs> I don't know. It, I don't know. It just didn't seem right. Even though we were all, you know, in good fun, like I said, you know, somebody could have took it the wrong way. And I don't want to start any trouble. I start enough trouble. <laughs> I don't think, uh, Pat Joe and Mike would have taken it the wrong way, but. Right, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, um, you know, one of our, you know, listeners, um, or one of their listeners or, you know, listeners that listen to both, you know, podcast yeah 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 you know we're we're good friends we like to joke around and and you know and they they said they were perfectly fine with it and all that but you know just out of of courtesy to them you know i said let me just run it by him and even even then when i started thinking about it i was like no i gotta i just gotta cut it a little bit maybe you should uh put the full clip on that uh that episode maybe the secret episode we'll call it the, 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 the white bunny episode. What's the white rabbit? The white <laughs> episode. rabbit? Yeah, episode. That'll be the, the frick are you talking about? I don't know. Isn't it like, oh no, the sorry, Easter of? egg. No, no, Easter egg the episode. The Easter egg episode. Oh, yeah. Like the, the you know, white rabbit. You know what it is. <laughs> See, I'm getting tired. Yeah, what was the secret oh bunny? I was waiting. God, no, <laughs> you know how. You, <laughs> yeah. One pill makes you larger, one pill no, makes you it's, small. It's, it's, now I am going to start reciting poetry. <laughs> it's eleven thirty right now, and I'm getting beat. But um, no, you know how, like in video games or in things, there's like an Easter egg. That's what it's called, an Easter egg. A website you go to, and and then you, there's like a hidden link you can click on to an Easter egg. That's what it's called. But I couldn't think of the name, so I was like White Rabbit or Secret Rabbit or whatever. Oh man, yeah, this, this is, is like a freaking Bruce Springsteen concert in New Jersey, nine a.m., and he's still playing. <laughs> I know, I know you love that, right? I can't stand it. I know. <laughs> All right. Um, Rob, <laughs> if people want to contact you and have questions about nitros and, you know, heli setups. Can, and- uh, email me at uh, Rob M at RJ 
control.net. And uh, wait, I get that wait, Rob, all the time. Do you, do you really want to give everyone yeah. your work email? Yeah, yeah, they can take that email because that's 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 work email. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give a shit about my work email. <laughs> yep, yep, you can do that. Nice. They, can do they can email me that. So I'm fine with that. So there's a, there's a thing called rules that I use on my email. So sure. if I start getting Filters. emails from somebody that I don't want, yep. <laughs> filter right to trash. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So um, also, you can reach Rob if you go to Fredericksburg or Urcha or Helly's over down there. Or Urcha or Helly's over down there. <laughs> yeah. Or the free full RC. Or the free for RC uh, Heli Fest. Which I am yeah. planning. I have started planning it. So um, we'll talk about it on the next episode. But we, we're looking for a, a good day to to do it so we'll we'll get some more info for next week all right cool thanks thanks rob uh thank you so much for coming on the show and taking the time to uh instruct us some stuff thanks rob good questions yeah yeah uh, hopefully they help somebody out yep and i expect my uh 700 nitro fully tuned this sunday (laughs) you're you're very close close. (laughs) i know i know it's close right Dude, I know three people right off the bat that you've helped out. Yeah. <laughs> Me, Steve, and John. John. I had freaking oh, Bill and Bill, big time. All right. So I want to just thank Rob. Thank you for coming on the show and uh, instructing us and, you know, giving us all these cool tips and tricks of Nitro yeah, and Collective Pitch Tool. Awesome. Awesome. Sweet. And I expect my helicopter gonna, to be fully too. Everybody's <laughs> going to go home and be like, with their Collective Pitch. <gasps> I got to do this. I got to do that. <laughs> Hey, you know what it is? I mean, here's a quick tech tip. Go full positive punch out. If it bogs, turn it down. Full turn it negative down. punch yep. out. If it bogs, turn it down. That's it. Yep. There you go. Yep. That's it. All right. All right. Cool. So, cool. yep. Thanks to our listeners. We are Skies, and we'll see you next time. See you. See you. Later. So, where are you working? Holy crap, it's late. 41 jump. What? Springsteen. I don't know Springsteen. I don't follow his music. That was it. You know what song I know? All that and one of the new songs. Uh-huh. Springsteen.